Aloha and welcome fellow shifters, light guardians, humans, dreamers within this beautiful holographic matrix. This is Brendan, aka Mystic Spider-Man, Skull Babylon, welcoming you back to another very important team discussion, free flow discussion, Synergy Circle here presented <clears throat> on behalf of Paradigm Shift Central. Thank you so much for joining in. Tonight's broadcast is a very important one. This is about being healers within times of chaos. So for those of you who are tuned in on YouTube live in this moment, please go ahead and drop those 11 11s down the chat to be able to make sure that you can hear me okay. If there's a bit of a lag in the audio and the video, I apologize that. We'll do our best to be able to get that sorted out as we go. And thank you again, everyone, so much for joining in. We've got a huge huge discussion to be able to have tonight and equally so we've got some amazing people with us i think we've got like close to like 15 people uh in the circle tonight with our synergy circle so uh with that said we are going to get right into things into the next moment and of course just to be able to invite everybody here who has joined in what i want to be able to do is just invite you to gently unmute your microphones and yeah let's send some noise make some wolf howls do some animal like fairy noises and send some love to all the people who are tuned in right now so go ahead Unmute your microphones, make some noise, send some love. Awesome, sweet. All right, thank you everyone again for joining. You can go ahead and gently hit the mute button on that and we'll get right into this conversation. So I appreciate everybody for being here. And again, for those of you who may be entirely new, welcome what it is that we are doing here. Again, this is like a free flow conscious discussion. We do these broadcasts uh, every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And when we do these broadcasts, we've been doing them for years, you know, in different varieties and different formats. And um, da -da -da -da. Uh, oh, okay. There. They, they could hear me, but you guys couldn't hear me. Thank you. Somehow. <laughs> Appreciate it. Okay. So anyways, just saying a quick recap for even those of you in the Zoom call. We've been doing these broadcasts within Paradigm Shift Central for quite a while. And again, this is about being able to come together to be able to practice having discussion and to be able to practice coming together in sacred space, to be able to practice coming together as sacred mirrors, to be able to talk about the things that are going to be able to help us grow, that are going to be able to inspire our hearts. They're going to be able to give us wisdom, insight, and inspiration inspiration on this journey that we're all moving through together and so we've been doing this broadcast we knew this project for like close to 10 years and when we're doing the broadcast on Thursdays we rotate through a variety of different topics and usually you know sometimes I'll create a bit of a schedule but then at the same time I like to really keep things open and to be able to sit with a question and just kind of think to myself like okay what is needed for this week and so after we did last week's broadcast which was all about reincarnation and that was beautiful and i encourage everyone to go check that out this week it was incredibly obvious what the topic was going to be like as soon as like that last broadcast ended and again that was basically sitting on the question of what is needed what is needed within the collective right now and what is needed again is this conversation about healing about being able to look at the shadow about being able to talk about healing 
yes, relative to what is happening in the world right now, relative to the George Floyd protests, relative to racial injustices, but also to be able to expand this beyond just that context. So again, we're going to be talking about things that are obviously relative to right here and now at the time of this recording. But at the same time, we also want to be able to create discussion and share inspiration that could be relative to someone listening to this in six months from now in that context. So in that idea, this is why the title of this is about being healers within times of chaos. For those of us who identify as light workers and light guardians, that is essentially like what it is that we are here to do, you know, like straight up. We didn't just come here to, you know, just like run around and like be naked and running through fields and being this stereotypical like hippie and everything like that and sunshines and rainbows. Absolutely. We are here to be able to celebrate the joys and the magic of life and love and everything like that. But it's also to be able to help bring forth balance and to be able to help be aware and to be able to help inform ourselves and to show up for one another. And again, to be able to look at the things that we might not always want to be able to look at. Healing is undeniably a part of our human journey, is undeniably a part of our human experience. And so within this conversation, I'm just going to kind of like just talk for for one more minute and then we're going to start passing the talk and stick around because we've got a lot of amazing people here tonight. And we'll just kind of go around with the idea of like, um, please feel free to just kind of like say things as concisely as possible. And then we'll kind of like continue to pass the talk and stick around. But again, you know, one of the things that I was saying is like right now, relative to the situations happening in the world with the unrest, with the protests, with the frustration, with the strife, there is this idea that right now within the bigger collective shift in consciousness, the bigger perspective of everything, this is calling us into our role. This is calling us into our place, at, into our potential and purpose as leaders. So we'll explore a little bit more about what does it even mean to be a healer? And that's actually where I want to be able to start the conversation is literally just be able to give that overview of what does it mean to be a healer or like what is healing you know like I I know that seems like a simple question um, but we'll definitely uh, dive into that just be able to again practice having this discussion so um, with that said I want to be able to uh, maybe invite um, somebody who like we haven't really like coordinated who wants to be able to jump in first but if somebody wants to be able to just like raise their hand to be able to jump in first we'll pass it over to you and uh, then from there we'll just kind of let the conversation unfold so I know we got a few new people in here tonight um, with that said I'll pass it um, I, I actually Michael can I pass it over to you and then if that's okay um, just because Michael I know uh, like I specifically wanted to be able to invite him on to be able to like the healing has been a big part of what he's talked about and and so I know there's some context there um, and then also from there uh, again maybe uh, like docs I know you're just joining in new but if you want to go next I'd love to be able to pass it over to you as well and docs is literally like uh, literally just connected through social media today invite him to the broadcast and here he is and thank you so much it's great to have such an assortment of just like amazing minds and souls joining us here today so again before we uh, before I pass it over to Michael because I can tell I'm just kind of there's a lot of energy right now What I want to be able to actually do is just invite us into a very quick, short meditation, just be able to give us a chance to just kind of like anchor into this space, just kind of relax. So for everybody here, I just want to be able to invite you to gently just prepare yourself to just do a short meditation. And when you are ready, go ahead and gently close your eyes. And I apologize for the huge sun flare in my window. I'll fix that in a second. No worries. But anyways, so... For everybody here, just go ahead and close your eyes. 
And as you listen to my voice, just allowing yourself to bring awareness to your breath, straighten your spine, relax your face. And so when we do these discussions, these discussions have been inspired digitally by events that I have been facilitating physically for many, many, many years. And when we would do these discussions, it would literally be like in a yoga studio, sitting on the floor. And so right now, I want to be able to invite everyone, even the people who are tuned into this, just listening on YouTube. I want you to imagine all of us here, just in a beautiful yoga studio, maybe again, just kind of like on this like wooden floor, brick walls, beautiful windows. And just take a moment here to just look around you at all the faces who are joining us here in this circle. And just take a moment to be able to just see these faces, to see these souls, to see these, these divine reflections, these sacred mirrors. And just take a moment here to just be able to allow yourself to bring in this sense of gratitude, this sense of just like deep love and appreciation for us showing up as a community, because that is what we are doing. This is beyond any one individual. This is us showing up. And so just take a moment here as you just imagine yourself just looking around at all the different faces, some of them familiar, some of them you haven't seen before, some of them perhaps even familiar on a soul level. And just acknowledge them, thank them, gently smile with your hands on your heart, just allowing this gratitude to just fill your being. And so just breathe here just in a few moments. I'll just stop talking literally just for a couple breaths and I want you to just be able to just be in this space. Beautiful. And just feel that love being sent back to you in this moment. And gently from here, continuing to kind of hold this visualization in your mind's eye, slowly continuing to keep this gratitude in your heart, open your eyes and gently return your awareness to the space around you. So again, thank you everyone for joining. Thank you everyone for being a part of this discussion here tonight. Thank you for being a part of this bigger journey that we are undeniably all on and all a part of together. It takes each and every single one of us to show up right here and now. And throughout this discussion, I hope this discussion will again be able to bring more of us into our purpose into this place of inspiration to be able to help create clarity because i firmly believe that there is a healer within each and every single one of us it is within our nature it is within our birthright so we're here to learn we're here to support and we're here to walk this path together so with that said we'll uh pass the talking stick over to michael brazel and then from there we'll go to docs and then from there again we'll just kind of like let the conversation unfold unfold again this is a free flow conscious discussion We'll kind of let the fractal unfold, let source, let spirit kind of like bring forth what is needed in this moment with that intention of support and inspiration. So, Michael, I'll pass it over to you. Please feel free to briefly introduce yourself. And again, just kind of like on that topic of, you know, what is healing? What does it mean to be a healer? And anything that you want to even just say relative to the uh, the times that we're in. So, Michael, with that said, I'll pass it over to you and Michael Brazel who's been a member or been involved with the community for, for many years. Thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. So I've known Brendan for many, many moons now, and uh, we floated around through this group and you know, podcasting and whatnot. And we've had some pretty 
deep conversations. Um, but I think now, especially in this time, it's time to go even deeper with our conversations and how we approach healing. Um, so I'm a yoga instructor, a CrossFit trainer, a death doula, um, intuitive healer. I've been doing this work professionally for about 17 years. Um, I love what I do, especially now when we're called to actually show up. So a lot of times we talk about a meditation practice or a healing practice and the time for practice is, is over. Now it's time for us to actually show up um, and have honest conversations um, in our communities, especially in our healer communities. A lot of times and it's unfortunate that you'll see bypassing. We like to love and light things away. And unfortunately, we don't live in a time when we can love and light things away anymore. Um, being a healer truly means putting your hands in the soil. It means having awkward conversations about race, white supremacy, and these things that are impacting our communities and having awkward conversations. And I think the big thing um, that we learn as healers is it's okay not to have all the answers right away, but it does not excuse us from not doing the work and doing the research, reading the books, listening to the stories, and most importantly, doing the work on ourselves. Um, I've had the opportunity over the past few days to have conversations about race in my yoga communities, my CrossFit communities. And these are honest conversations that weren't happening until now. And it's uncomfortable to have those conversations because it, it challenges you to have to change. You can't have these conversations. This is why this is proactive and this is great. When you're online, it's easy to, to post Black Lives Matter. And then if it makes you uncomfortable, you can just delete it because it's online. And, and online is a very temporary thing. And the Facebook timeline just kind of scrolls through. But actually going out in your community, it's like your um, yoga community or your healer community, your Reiki circle and saying, Black Lives Matter and having a conversation about why it does, you can't take that back. And then you start dialogue around why these topics do impact our communities and what we can do to change the systemic issues within our communities um, to facilitate a greater change. You know, it's one thing to talk about these platitudes and this is the thing that happens with stuff being online too often is we see these great big issues come up and then we're conditioned from our timeline as things scroll away we begin focusing on other things and i think we're in a time now where we can't let that happen anymore um, just because we win one small thing doesn't mean we can't continue to have these conversations and unpack um, an example i like to give is here in south carolina we had a lot of support for bringing the confederate flag down off of the um, state house grounds. And there was rallying, they were supporting, we were talking about issues of race within this state. And once the governor took the flag down, everyone stopped talking because they got the prize and then they felt like they had done enough. So clicking a like button or clicking a share isn't enough anymore. Like we actually have to go into our communities and have conversations and we have to do the unpacking on ourselves. If you're not willing to do that, um, how effective is your healing work actually? Um, heal or heal thyself. Um, know thyself is part of 
the healing journey. It's the biggest part of the healing journey. Um, so, you know, we have to be cautious as healers, especially not to bypass. We have to be even better listeners. And even more importantly, we, we have to show up um, in our own uncomfortability, but in our own willingness to learn and to change, to be malleable. Um, if you're not malleable, you can't be an effective healer. It's just not possible. You have to be willing to change and look at yourself and to put your hands in the soil. And if you put your hands in actual soil, you get cut. There's like rocks. There's things in the soil that can, that can hurt you. And that's okay, but you have to put your, put your hands in the soil for things to grow. It's how uh, this healing thing works, you know? And I think that when we're looking at those heavier, bigger things, that's where we start making effective, more impactful change. Having those one-on-one -on -one conversations, and I've had in my CrossFit box, just one-on-one -on -one conversations about the protests here that are happening in our state. Um, and, you know, it's been very enlightening. And it's nice to see people willing to dialogue. And I think we live in a place in a time now where people are more willing to dialogue, if you get them offline. Online, there's, there's no empathy. There's no back and forth. There's, it's harder to share. We have this thing that we can hit an off button if you know someone says something you don't like. But you're talking to someone face to face. We have those live, true interactive conversations. We can be em empathetic. We can be empathic. We can be vulnerable. And I think that's what our time requires us to do is just to be vulnerable, the most vulnerable and to be brave. If we see systems of injustice, we can't just go in our caves and meditate anymore. Do that, go in your cave and meditate, but get out there and like be a voice, speak up, use your privilege to break down the systems that gave you the privilege to begin with. And I think that's what we have to do as healers. Um, healers are also warriors. So you have to be brave and you have to be honest um, about what being brave looks like for you. So, you know, the things you resist are the things you need to turn to right now. So that's where the healing work starts. So there you have it. <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Michael, for, for starting yeah. us off there. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and so again, you know, just, just hitting upon a couple themes there and then we'll pass it over to, uh, docs. Can you docs, give me a thumbs up if you're ready to go on that? Yeah. Perfect. So again, you know, like I, I think, I think that is like, uh, this idea of like, you know, being a healer and being a warrior is kind of like this new archetype that we're merging into this warrior healer, but also again, like this guardian healer again, like they're, they're all kind of interchangeable, but again, you know, this, this idea of like stepping in to be a warrior is something that we can honor from understanding that we are doing it because we deeply care about something because there is something that we are here to stand for. And so that warrior energy is something that will kind of like give us that courage. And I think our courage comes from, not only knowing that we are not alone, but knowing that what we are standing up for is something just, it is something within our soul. And so this is, again, this is, this is like literally like the amount of people who are pouring into the streets is a reflection of the fact that each and every single one of us has this infinitely unfolding wave of love that is moving through us and now it's just becoming more and more obvious so again you know within what's happening right now i think one of the most important things is also just be able to understand that it's okay to admit if you don't know exactly what to do and this is a great time to be able to listen 
And this is a great time to be able to have discussion and to be able to come together as a team. So we'll pass it over to Docs. Um, what I'm gonna do just to be able to help facilitate things, I honestly don't normally do this, but since we just have so many people, um, I'm just gonna kind of like, if you see me like kind of like wiggling my fingers like this, like spirit fingers, that just means that you're like over five minutes. And then if you wanna go a little bit longer, it's up to you, but I'm not gonna cut you off for anybody, but just kind of like signal in. And then like that way, uh, maybe if like, you know, between like five-ish minutes, and then that way we'll just get through uh, as many people as possible since we got a lot of voices here tonight. But Docs, passing it over to you, dude. Thank you so much. Um, again, I, 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 I connected with you through Instagram and uh, we haven't even chatted too much yet, but just from like seeing your social media profile, I know that again, you're like very much into like the holistic balance, light worker type aspect of things. And I saw that you engaged with my post. So yeah, I just felt called to be able to invite you in. So thank you for being here, dude. Please feel free to introduce yourself. And again, if you wanna go back to the idea of, you know, like what does being a healer mean to you? Like, I think even just kind of like personalizing it, what does it mean to you? Cause I think understanding that each of us have kind of this own relationship with being a healer. And I feel that by the end of this broadcast, I hope we get to deepen and evolve that relationship personally and collectively. So docs, thank you so much for joining and passing the talking stick over to you, dude, go right ahead. And let me just make sure you're unmuted. Or if you can just unmute yourself real quick. Okay. Yeah, you're good to go. Go for it. Yeah, if I go too long, just play the Oscar music. You know how they <laughs> go for it. Um, but first off, um, I always like to start with I am nothing, right? Um, I'm at the part of my path uh, where I'm very heavy into, I guess, the path of Johnism, uh, self-analysis and not getting too attached to any label, any term, any name. So to remind myself, not to sound all fancy, I always just start with I am nothing. Um, this thing, this vessel is known as a meditation teacher, artist. I'm from Newark, New Jersey. One of the most notorious us in this country. Grew up around a lot of death, a lot of violence, still around it. Um, a lot of the schools I work in right now, uh, from 14 to about 18 years old, um, almost every kid is in the gang, right? Gang, gang this, owner set this. We grew up in a culture saturated with violence, shadow, darkness. And to be somebody who was able to kind of make it out of that, at this point in my journey, um, counseling and doing meditation for about, teaching for about five, six years now, I'm not sure if I even believe in the term healer. Um, and what I mean by that is, I don't believe anybody can heal anybody else, right? I don't think that's even our role or our ability. I think we're more so, um, the term I use is showers and reminders, right? And what I mean by shower is everybody has two things. Every human being has a personal bag of shit, right? And every human being has a personal bag of light, right? So everybody's bag of shit, like I always say, is made up of different things, different components, but that pain, feels like pain to all of us, no matter, no matter if it's death in my community, murders of my brothers, or being removed from your family, like whatever your personal baggage shit is, the pain is the pain. Through that though, we also gain a certain level of light and we have these terms, gurus and yogis and all this different stuff. I believe everything in our life is a guru. Every person we meet, everything we do, every sentence we speak um, is showing us some form of light and dark and the balance in between. So I, I, I've seen a lot of the practitioners that I work with and sometimes counsel, a lot of the times the responsibility, the onus, the stress that comes from being a quote unquote healer is thinking we gotta heal somebody. 
And at this point, I feel like our only responsibility, any human beings, but especially in a spiritual community, quote unquote, our only responsibility is to show the light we've seen, right? No matter what form that light came in, because source, it kind of flows out like a kaleidoscope. It's that same light, but it came differently through me. It came differently through Michael and everybody here. Um, so our responsibility is to show the light authentically how we received it. And it may not line up with different yogic principles. It may not line up with how somebody else received it, but that's your responsibility to be complete, completely authentic in how you received it. Because all of this is a piece of the puzzle of consciousness and there is no one way, right? And then the other part of it is being a reminder. When I started to realize that the people I was coming to, coming to me initially, especially when I still had that responsibility and that onus of feeling like I got to heal this person. A large part of what happened is I would do my job pretty well, right? I would administer some form of what I thought was healing at that time. And I, I watched people come extremely dependent upon my form of light, um, my administering of my energy. And I started to realize that I was almost enabling people's inability and unwillingness to do the work for themselves outside of maybe having a session or coming to a class or all these different platforms we set up to get people to see beyond their current version of themselves. A lot of times they get attached to your particular version of the light, your particular energy, and they think you can do the work for you. So one of the main components, this is why, uh, um, and I'm gonna finish up right here. This is a, a main reason why a lot of my clients, when I kind of leveled up out of that program, they will come to me initially for week, uh, weeks, months at a time, and then they will kind of hit that brick wall where I was kind of pushing back against their, their desire to kind of throw the weight on me or throw the weight on somebody else. And I would just keep reminding them of the brick wall of you got to do this for yourself. It can't just be in the classes. It can't just be in these sessions we do with one, with one another. When nobody else is looking but you and God, what are you going to do in those moments when you want to pick up the phone and call that ex? that has abused you left and right. What are you going to do in that moment? Are you going to take these principles? Are you going to take these techniques? Are you going to take our versions of the light and really turn it into your own version of the light? Are you going to do it in those moments? Um, and with everything going on with George Floyd, my bad, the last thing I'll say, the reason why when you hit me up today, I came right in and I got to go do another podcast right now. Because like Brother Michael said, this is not the time to go live in the cave. Um, in the book, Autobiography of a Yogi, there's a certain part where Pramahansa, against his master's orders, goes to see um, the master of his master. And he always had this, uh, this pers uh, perspective that he would have to go live in the cave in the Himalayas to get to his level of self-realization that he saw. And when he disobeyed his master and went to go see his master's master, his, master, his master's master asked him, do you, um, do you have a room in the ashram? He said, yes. He, he said, do you have privacy? He said, yes. He said, that's your cave, right? What I mean by that is our worlds are, our worlds are, are individual caves. And a huge part of this, this dispensation of spiritual practitioners, I feel like is to go into the circles that's not comfortable. Go into the circles we're not used to being. Again, I'm from New Jersey. It was a time I hated white people. I got fired from like five straight jobs for being great at what I do and having this color skin. I've probably been pulled over. 300 times in my life, wrongly arrested. That kept me from getting jobs for a long time. And uh, going back and forth with different employers and of course society as a whole, I hated white people, right? And that was part of the program I had to break, not just by meditating it away, but by actually starting to 
have some sit downs and some camaraderie and some conversations with my fellow brothers and sisters that didn't share my melanin. And now when my brother Chris, who also invited me to this, when he shows up to the event that I just did, full of about 99 black people, he was probably the hundredth per person, the only white person in the building, but the love that was exchanged from him to us, the respect from him to us and vice versa, it just showed me the possibility of what we can do when we step in those circles that we're not normally comfortable in and have those conversations Michael talked about having. That's my piece. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Docs, for, for hitting upon that. And just to confirm, you, you have to head out in a couple of minutes, eh? Like literally. I'm okay for right now. Yeah. I'm okay right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, just just kind of like chit chatting back and forth and then we'll um I think I, I know I know everyone's kind of anxious to jump jump in. I'm not sure if Michelle raised their hand next, but I know Julia also wants to go. So if you guys can just kind of confirm who wants to go next. But yeah, again, just hitting upon uh, what you were saying there was actually something that I was talking about last night on the live. How um, again, like you were saying, you know, like like in terms of being able to understand what a healer is. I mean, I think like obviously uh, if you're talking about a healer in terms of like someone like, you know, like helping stitch you up and helping like, you know, put a bandaid on things and everything like that. Like, yeah, that's one form of healer. But I think a lot of the healing uh, that is taking place right now is again, you know, like this process of being able to like show up and hold space um, to be able to help be mirrors for people to be able to understand like what healing is taking place within themselves. Like I know, and, and this is something that I'm sure like, you know, Michael and a lot of other people here could speak about um, a lot of times if, and, and this is again, where the context of what we're talking about right now isn't necessarily like, you know, it's, it's, I'm kind of like perceiving things from a broader sense, but if you got like a friend who comes over and they're like having a really shitty experience and having a bad day and everything like that, one of the best things that you can do is literally just to be able to like sit there with them to help them be seen and to be able to kind of like co-regulate this vibration of calmness. And, and I think like that in a lot of ways is, is kind of like what it is that we're trying to do on a collective is to literally co-regulate. And so co-regulation uh, is basically this idea of like, again, if you're like having a stressed out day and then you come home and then you like sit down with your beloved and your beloved's like, here, like, let me just kind of chill out with you. Suddenly that stress just naturally kind of dissolves because you kind of co-regulate. So I think collectively, like when we see the protests and the peace and everything like that, it's almost as if like, again, you know, we're trying to lead by example and say like, here's a vibe that other people can kind of like match but then of course there is like there's layers to the frustration and it makes it like very challenging but again you know i think in a lot of ways the healer is someone who can kind of like sit with someone and then allow space for the healing to naturally occur um again re relatively speaking relatively speaking of course um but that's been something that i've always been uh, reflecting on because again you know like when we're in that place of calmness like the body literally does heal itself you know and so in the same way the physical body does that does the collective body do that? Does society do that as well? I think this is kind of what we're trying to figure out. We're trying to figure out how to move forward. And it's not an easy, it's not an easy answer. And, you know, it, it, but at the end of the day, it really does begin with those one-to-one -one interactions um, and, and absolutely within ourselves. But anyways, docs, knowing that you have to head out in a second, I just want to be able to pass it back to you. If there's anything else you just want to bounce off of that, go for it. What you just said was super pertinent. And that's, that's why, um, during my counseling sessions, during my classes, um, even when we talk about healing in, in those sessions, there's a layer of every quote unquote individual, every human being that does not require healing, right? That source, divine God, whatever label it is for the highest power, um, we all have that within us. And often we get caught up in this physical form. We get caught up in even the duties of a spiritual practitioner. 
we get caught up in our conception of ourselves as just ego, as just this bindle, this point of our complete consciousness. So there's a layer of yourself that doesn't need Reiki. There's a layer of yourself that doesn't need therapy. There's a layer of yourself that doesn't even really need a shoulder to cry on. And of course, those things help you on your way to discovering that layer. But I think a huge responsibility for spiritual practitioners outside of maintaining the balance of onus on the client, if you will, for lack of a better term, as well as doing our best to show our light. A huge part of this is making sure they stay in the awareness that the goal, I don't even want to use the word goal, but for lack of a better term, the goal is to find that Google within yourself to tap. You don't even got to find him. He's already there, but to become aware, turn the light on in that place in yourself that doesn't need any healing, that's never damaged, that never dies, is never born. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. I, I just want to be able to ask you one one more question, if that's all right, because I like and this is like a question like straight from the heart. And I'd love to just be able to kind of like practice holding space in this with everything that's going on right now with like the state of the world and the rallies and the protests and everything like that. How are you feeling like like literally like I'm just kind of like I want to be able to kind of like hear like, you know, what is it looking like from your perspective? And also, like, where do you see the hope? Where do you see the optimism in the midst of like what's going on right now? Because I understand like for for all of us, it's a mixed emotion. You know, you look at this and you're like, wow, this really sucks. But then you look at other things and you're just like, whoa, like that's actually really beautiful. So again, there's this whole yin yang that's unfolding before us. How are you feeling? And what do you, what's it look like from your perspective? I feel great. You don't see the smile on my, <laughs> smile <laughs> on my face. Um, but now, I mean, through my personal journey, uh, you know, I was at a point where coming out of the streets, I could have, I could have been murdered every single day I was out there. Um, thank God I was able to make it through that patch in my life. And then coming out of that, kidney conked out at 23 years old. I was supposed to be on uh, dialysis by 30. I was supposed to need a transplant by 35. As a result of that, I went blind and my left eye completely blind. I had to get three different surgeries on the verge of going blind on my right. So I've been dealing with mortality for a long time. I've been dealing with facing, well, what if I don't remain in this form I'm in right now? And through all of that, for me to get to this point, I had to live through, that's why I love the book, Autobiography of a Yogi, because it kind of takes you through his personal journey and with that bag of shit, when you come to the other end of it, you start to see the light, you see every bit of that was necessary. And if that's the case on an individual level, as above, so below, all the chaos, all the all the imbalance, all the suffering, um, I don't really see that. I really just see what was necessary, and I'm sure a lot of us as spiritual practitioners got downloads coming into 2020 that this was going to be a big year shift. I know a lot of conversations I had with my tribe and my community, we was kind of feeling that sense. We didn't know it was going to spill out like this, but we knew something was coming. So I just see, you know, source doing doing the chest moves, moving the rook, moving the pawns, and really making way because in this time, even before George Floyd, us having the space, the opportunity to, when in human history has the entire world shut down? Nobody can go to work. Nobody can make the excuse, I don't have the time for myself. Whether people are taking that time and actually doing something with it is one thing. But we actually at least can say we have the time. And people I know that have never been interested in anything holistic, anything spiritual, all of a sudden is knocking on my door. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. So I'm just I'm just marveling at, at how brilliant um, beyond our comprehension sources allows things to play out. And I, this is beautiful. This has been the best time of my life. I'm able to wake up with my son with my wife, because I'm always usually ripping and running, spending so much more time with my family, um, and still making a way to impact the community. Like I said, yeah. in closing, we just had our uh, event uh, last week, and it was crazy. I came out of meditation, 
and I didn't have my platform on my mind. I didn't have any events on my mind. I got in the shower and I'm just feeling the drops of water. I do my best to stay present. So I'm just feeling the drops of water. And all of a sudden the download just rushed into my head because I started my platform with something called Peace in the Park. When I didn't have my own company, I wasn't charging nobody. And some told me to revive Peace in the Park, but to bring my, my tribe now, my community of practitioners in. And when I got the download, I was apprehensive because I didn't know how people was going to respond. I didn't know if they was going to be funny about being in person. And as soon as we threw it up, there was an explosion of interest. That first one was like a slice slice out of heaven. It, it was like we wasn't even on this planet. And now we got people from all over the country that will be coming to the next one on June 28th. So beautiful. it's just been a beautiful all around. That's beautiful, dude. Dude, thank you so much for doing that. And and again, you know, like I, I know we could just keep talking here for, for hours, but obviously we got a lot of other people as well. But, you know, just kind of echoing what you're doing, I think is a great example where, again, you know, what is needed from us as healers, for those of us who, who you know, kind of like have been going through the spiritual awakening, maybe even for like a couple of years now or everything right now, like this is calling us into our place as leaders. And what is incredibly value right now is being able to create sacred space being able to create events, being able to create online Zoom calls, be able to create that space for us to be able to come together, for us to be able to cultivate that optimism and that healing naturally occurs like when we're in that place where we give each other permission to be able to show up and heal ourselves. So, dude, I really appreciate you joining. And one thing that just kind of came to mind with what you were saying, because I'm sure all of us, uh, at least kind of like from like the, you know, who kind of like see things from like that spiritual perspective. And, and that's not like trying to say like, it's like, if you don't, that's something wrong with you or anything like that. But one thing that just kind of came to mind is like right now, like what is happening right now, it is necessary in order to be able to prevent the unnecessary from continuously happening, so to speak, you know, to put that in just kind of layman terms. So again, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, we kind of have two options. We can either just like continue to ignore things forever, or again, you know, like we literally like continue to just like go through this process so that we can change things for the better for the future still to come. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a choice and, and, and it's a hard choice. It is not an easy choice, but we are making this choice together. And that's why coming together as a community is so incredibly valuable right now. Cause yeah, like working through the shadow is not hard, but it calls us into the presence of each other. And, and I think that just allows us to be able to help open our heart in incredibly beautiful ways. So docs, thank you so much for joining, man. Um, again, I look forward to being able to just connect further. And for those of you who want to connect with docs, I uh, posted a link in the YouTube chat and it will also be in the YouTube info uh, of this video as well. So be sure to connect to them on Instagram and docs, any, any just like closing words on, you know, like leave people I, to go out on. Stay for a few minutes and listen to a few sure. more advantages. Um, I want to see some more light being shown. So beautiful, shut up. beautiful, <laughs> sweet. All right. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. Okay. Yeah. So with that said, we're going to continue to move the talking stick around within the circle. Um, who did we just, did we figure out who it was that we were passing the talking stick to next? It was either going to be Michelle or possibly, uh, Julia or possibly Vanessa we'll pass it to Michelle. Okay. We'll pass it to Michelle. Michelle has been on the broadcast in the past. So we'll pass it to Michelle and then we'll just kind of let the conversation unfold and yeah, we'll just kind of move forward from there. So Michelle passing it over to you. And again, the question kind of being, what does being a healer mean to you? But of course, feel free to bring anything else you want onto, uh, onto the table, into the circle. Michelle, thank you for joining. Go right ahead. Thank you. Um, yeah, I feel like this was, hold on, I've got headphones in. I feel like everything that's been said so far has been like the conversation that's been internal in my own heart. So I'm very grateful for the mirror of like this beautiful cosmic collaboration of 
this is exactly what my inner dialogue has been like, has been about like, I am here to hold space. And as I've been listening to everybody um, and really just marveling at like how poignant we all have these personal perspectives and vibrations of like what makes us healers and what makes us aligned and attuned to you know the the vibration of god we we don't usually you know that word's got a lot to it but it's really that vibration of love whatever you want to call it but it's the infinite mm. it's the eternal it is the highest it's to the highest and my life journey my nationalities my skin color my femininity like all of these things have given me this particular shape my past incarnations you know like all of this is giving me a certain frequency and it's so beautiful to watch our brothers and sisters and this is the conversation that we're having is like how oh i just saw the lights on my face in a funny way that's okay it's the sun it's beautiful um like how many different architects of this infinite universe there are but really the truth that universal truth is the same transmission and because of the con the conversation right now if there is ever a time for like universal oneness as the teaching i think that now it's showing up more than ever right this is what we've been propagating in the spiritual community like for years which has been like we're all one we're all one well it's like now let's let's fully be humble to the ways where we're not showing up as that and like really like reject them from the paradigm of how we will be moving forward and um, something that's been really clear in my space has been this vibration of attunement, attunement, attunement to the one, attunement to love, attunement to the infinite, and attuning myself to a vibration of consciousness and something that's higher that I can communicate so that I can be a conduit of that. And I can expand my wingspan and, and bring other beings in this space. And so that's what I'm gonna be doing. Um, I'm posting something tomorrow that is going to be my gathering of light warriors and guardians and people who want to actually feel on a very universal level like we are rallying as healers like that was literally the download transmission that i got yesterday and same thing i had apprehension because i'm like i'm not really sure exactly how this takes place but it's so needed because we're not all next to each other like we're not all standing in a yoga studio or standing in a circle and so we need to attune to each other so that we feel the resiliency of having each other's backs so we can hold space for a world that is crumbling. Because there are people, like we've been training for this, I feel like since 2012, like there are people who don't have the tools and it's up to us who have had been practicing meditation and have been practicing all of these things to really come out and share our voices and sing and share energetic frequencies so that people can take refuge in our wings and we can show up as light workers, healers, guardians, infinite rainbow warriors at a time where we're needed to hold space for what is dying and what is yet to be reborn. So, no, that's my transmission. Thank Beautiful. you for allowing this in the space thank you thank you as always michelle for bringing your priestess transmissions i mean i what, what yeah, we, we were literally okay. talking about that before the broadcast began who was it who pulled the priestess tarot card i feel like that's like a big theme 
that uh that we're working through right now but uh yeah you know like that's yeah. that's a very powerful energy and, and absolutely again you know I, we've kind of talked about this before but i think in a lot of ways like what is happening right now on a spiritual level is something that we have been getting prepared for you know for those of us who've been kind of going through this spiritual awakening and even for those of you who are just like here right now you know like all of us like on a soul level like we have been getting ready for this this has kind of been calling us into this purpose calling us into this destiny and i hold i hold vision in my heart for just like this like beautiful world that we are moving into and honestly spoilers alert if you look at where we are astrologically right now and i'm just going to say this real quick and then we're going to pass it over to peaceful human um first of all like the, there's like three three planets that are in corresponding houses that all relate to past like revolutionary events throughout history uh including like the american revolutions and like the fall of rome and another one but also this is the kind of the optimistic part we're moving through this energy of capricorn and by the time we get to about november december we're shifting into uh the energy of aquarius and so the energy of Capricorn has a lot to do with kind of like this like top down authoritarian model, kind of like it's, some people refer to it as like kind of like daddy energy, kind of like boss energy, kind of like dictatorial energy, whereas the patriarchy, yeah, whereas the Aquarian energy uh, is a lot to do with kind of like individual sovereignty, kind of like revolutionary in that sense. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's literally like, you know, this even the word revolution is actually really interesting when you think of it as like a spiral. It's literally like this like ascending revolution that is happening right now um but in that sense you know being able to kind of like see where things are unfolding and just be able to meet the universe halfway while still holding optimism within our heart is incredibly important because i think right now the worst thing for us to do as spiritual seekers and light guardians is to just kind of like sit back and act as if we don't have to do anything because we're just like oh the universe is doing its thing like no we need to show up we need to be a part of this story we need to meet the universe halfway and and at the same time for for the people who may still be in that place where they're still not entirely sure what to do take this time to listen take this time to listen to yourself take this time to kind of like sit and then allow yourself to kind of like show up in the best way possible for you so uh let's keep passing the talking stick around michelle thank you again so much for joining uh peaceful human we're going to pass over to you so go right ahead do please feel free to to introduce yourself and jump right in go right ahead greetings star friends Brennan, thank you for holding this space and all of you for being here. I like the purple. I see in your back, the purple light, another purple guardian. So uh, I just want to acknowledge everyone who's been here and who will watch this and who uh, is listening to this right now uh, and say thank you. And the first thing that I want to start this out with, uh, as far as being a healer and, and kind of the, the talking points that we're moving into tonight, the truth is written in the stars, right? So as you're talking about the three planets, right? The truth is already written in the stars and the stars, right? Stem from source, okay? So I think as a whole, to move through this next phase is to align with source, right? Is to align with who and what we truly are, right? Is to embody our light self. And when you, whenever you learn to embody your light self, you can then move out and communicate more effectively, right? With other human beings, right? No one's truly human. We're all just playing this role right now, right? The human psyche is going through a drama to understand more about itself so that the whole entire source complex can be more unified or understand its original unification. So I think I think something that all three of you said, right? Understanding that one, you're, you're not your body. You're truly not your body, 
right? But although we experience these bodies now that we're here, let's find an effective way to communicate through these bodies. And it's very difficult to, to communicate through these bodies that are attached to ego when you're only identifying with the body. So truly the first mold, the first principle is to align with source, right? And, and, and then kind of move yourselves from there. Um, and I want to share a few mantras I think are really powerful. So something that I like to say periodically through meditations throughout the day is I'm one with all states of being, right? I'm one with all levels of consciousness. In all spaces and all time, I am powerful. So there's only one way that those mantras can be true, right? So I'm one with all states of being. I'm one with all, I, I'm powerful in all spaces and time, right? If, we're look, if we look at that from just like a, a Chris self or, or a, a physical self, I can never be one with Brendan, right? If I look at that from a, I know who I am in truth, well, then I can recognize the light within Brendan that is also recognized within myself, which is recognized within the ant, which is recognized within uh, anyone in the governmental official, you know, all that stuff. God is everywhere, right? So, Brendan, you, you're asking us kind of what does it mean to be a healer? And I want to kind of take a page out of Doc's um, terminology and recognize that, you know, we, we, we don't, we don't, we're not healing anything. We are remembering that we're always whole, right? We are remembering that we're always whole. We are, meant, we are remembering that we're always home as well. And it's from that space, then you can incarnate down into this vibration and offer yourself as a guardian, offer yourself as a being of light. And you can listen because you're not trying to defend anything, right? I think a lot of times we get so caught up because we're trying to defend having black skin, have being a white person, being this. You know, I said on a podcast the other day, we're all a bunch of Skittles in the same bag, right? <laughs> so so re remembering that there's nothing to defend, there's nothing to protect. The, the second you say you need to protect yourself, you immediately put yourself in a position that is requiring you to be protected, right? As true beings of light, you learn to project your energy, your truth, your love, your confidence, your wisdom. And you become the light in the room that lights up the darkness around you. So for those of you who don't like to sit in caves, <laughs> maybe just sit in your living room, uh, just practice working with your aura, practice charging your aura, and it's, it's very simple. What thoughts are you mainly focused on? Are you mainly focused on trying to save a world? Or are you mainly focused on offering a vibration that is going to assist a world, whether it's, you know, burning down and creating a new one or at a 50 consciousness level, right? What, are, what is your main vibrational expression in each moment? That, in my opinion, would do much more than going out and doing any kind of rioting, right? I would love to go to a, a riot space and invite people just to sit and meditate and just focus our energy for a moment. Um, how many minutes do I have left? <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. I, with I, the time. Well, yeah, a few more minutes is fine. I wasn't keeping track. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I, I, I'm doing something called UHA Weekend, so United Human Alliance, right? And um, this, in, this is an event that I'm, I'm hosting in New York, but the intention of this event is to create a united human alliance where we all are coming together in the physical, um, having awesome food, just kind of really communing with each other. And I, I really feel this is how we start to bridge the new earth. The new earth is really the old earth.
this vibration has always been here. We're just learning how to retune ourselves to it, right? We're just learning how to tune back into what is already, what's always been here. Um, so yeah, I just want to remind everyone that you, you are powerful beyond measure. And simply knowing that goes a lot farther than trying to prove it to others. Recognize the light within yourself first and recognize that same principle of light exists within every single fabric of the universe from the darkest entity to the highest quote God, right? The devil is a light being as well because God does not exclude anyone or anything. It encompasses everything. Love is the only vibration that can sustain all, right? So um, without going too, too much, you know, into this, that's, I'll leave it at there. I'll say, Brendan, thank you so much. Uh, peaceful human advancement is really about peaceful human advancement, learning how to embody our natural state of being so that we can become an interstellar race based on unity consciousness. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, dude. And dude, can you just remind me your first name as well? <laughs> for even anybody else you're literally the 50th person this week so oh. people can't remember my name which is cool um i think that's a good sign but uh <laughs> my name is chris chris so, okay, perfect. Uh, you know what i think i'm gonna start spelling like k-r-y-s so going back um, to the original oh like christ like, yeah. chris yeah dig it um consciousness understanding that um yeah you know where we all truly stem from so beautiful, beautiful. this time around it's it, it's chris <laughs> awesome man well thank you again dude for sharing and, and, and again you know like i know we're just kind of going from one person to the next but i know even just being able to sit with everybody like again i would literally just want to sit and talk with everybody here for hours on end um but we're gonna <laughs> thank you thank you as well dude and again for everybody here check out uh, peaceful human advancement on instagram and there's periods between each word and you can find the info uh, in the show notes for this as well um, so be sure to create support all the creators that you connect with on this broadcast. Uh, we're going to pass it to Julia and I know Julia is going to be heading out in a minute. So we're going to do that. Brendan, I, I, I got oh, a jet too, brother. You got so, a jet too. Okay. Any, yeah, yeah, any yeah. close yeah. closing words before you go then go for it. Um, yeah, yeah. So real quick and Julia, thank you for being patient as I finish off here. Um, yeah, just, uh, recognize everything that's happening right now. Um, it's all going according to plan. You, you can't you can't get to Z without going through A, B, C, and D, right? There's there's a climb you have to get through. So just remember to me all beings that you see from a vibration of peace uh, and tranquility. Really do your level best to embody that within your aura first. Offer no judgment for people who are riding, for people who don't understand. Um, as you shift your own frequency, it creates a ripple. Just like you step into the ocean, it creates a ripple your personal vibration creates a ripple in all the morphogenetic field, not just on earth, but in the whole entire everything. So you're that powerful. You're that powerful. So don't forget your inner power, right? And as I always say, keep beaming, keep shining, and kara to all of you. Beautiful. Thank you, Brendan. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you as well, Chris. Beautiful. All right. So we'll, we'll pass it over to Julia. And again, there's there's stuff that's popping up uh, in my head. Um, but one of the things I'll just mention, and maybe this might even be something that Julia might have something to add on to as well. I think uh, it's very important right now for those of us who are kind of like within the spiritual community to just be like extra mindful of our language. Um, because I think within the spiritual community, we have a tendency to, whether we're doing it consciously or unconsciously, to almost get into this mindset of like spiritual bypassing that at times can often come off as being very insensitive to 
uh, the realness that is happening right now and everything like that. So I think like there is always going to be this idea of like, you know, like, yes, everything is unfolding and everything is happening, but that doesn't mean that what is happening is not really shitty and is really not cool. And so that's where, again, you know, I think as like people who are kind of like, we're all spiritual beings. So again, it's not like, oh, we're here or they're there or anything like that. Um, but I think for those of us who kind of like see things through that lens, uh, it's important for us to be able to kind of like find those places where we are able to show up, be it physically, be it like energetically, be it emotionally. And the fact is, and then I'll get into this later, uh, there's a cool post I saw today and it was really just emphasizing that, you know, there's different roles that we can play within this. And some of us are going to kind of gravitate towards uh, different styles of roles. And I just want to give a huge shout out to all the people who, you know, think see themselves as like light workers or identify that or, or again whatever i'm not i don't beyond labels here but i've seen like a lot of my fellow friends like conscious creators who are like out there in the rallies who are literally like walking through the the rallies with like sage sticks you know who are literally like helping like bring forth meditation and those are the things that i get like those are the things that expand my heart when every now and then you know uh, amidst all the videos of tear gas and rubber bullets you see these videos of people like dancing with police officers and you pee pee see people uh there's a new video that just went up and they like literally put up like a basketball net in the middle of the road and they were playing basketball with the cops and stuff like that so within all this uh again i think it's just important that we're not unconsciously kind of like dismissing anything i think what our job is right now is to literally see everything everything and to witness it and to feel it and to deeply feel it because in order to feel it that is how we heal it you know so like you have to see it to feel it to heal it and so that has been a big part of it and like honestly like back when things were happening um like even just earlier in the week i like i was like up late at night like watching like a lot of like the rallies and the protests and everything like that because like yes i wanted to be informed but also like i didn't want to like turn away to kind of the darkness that was in front of me like i wanted to see the darkness to be able to kind of like really kind of like allow it to be something within my heart that way so it could be transformed from the inside you know so but like they're like man like there's stuff that i saw like videos on instagram and everything like that that i hope some of you would not have to see like really really like gruesome brutal stuff and everything like that um but again you know that's all us it's all us it's all shadow and so again we have to make sure that we're not just getting into this mindset of spiritual bypassing don't just get into this idea of just like you like oh it's all politics schmolitics like no this is a human situation this is a very real human thing that is happening right now. Um, so make sure that you're showing up for your fellow human in the best way you can. And um, yeah, just being as gentle as possible, uh, but also, you know, as loud and as vocal and also holding each other accountable as possible. Now is a great time to be able to call each other out on your bullshit in a gentle way. And I think that's, again, kind of like where we're still learning things. Um, all of us are still learning things. And I think that's just kind of like where we just have to be able to start from. So let's help each other learn uh, as best as we can. So yeah, there is a lot of stuff that is happening both within the physical dimension, but then on like an energetic level, it's like there's like karma flying around and transmutation and energy and everything like that. But again, at the end of the day, 
there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening that is going to be beyond your control but what you will have control over is your response and also again your own vibration do your best to be able to help anchor this in here and now um, and at the same time do your best to be a voice for the voiceless do your best to be a healer a mirror um yeah again you know this is this is a big conversation we don't have all the answers we're figuring it out as we go but coming together is just one step along the journey julia i'll pass it over to you i saw you nodding along the way so if there's anything else you just kind of want to add into that and going back to the theme of what does being a healer mean to you julia thank you so much for joining go right ahead thank you brendan yeah i <sighs> So it's so heavy. I feel so heavy right now. And I don't, I don't know, some people on here uh, might have seen some of my videos. I'm really feeling this. I'm really in deep right now, you know. Um, and just to go back into, like, I kind of want to just, um, like, explain some of my background. Um, when I went to university, I wanted to be a teacher. And um, I felt very called to learning more about history. And so... I um, I feel like as teachers, you should understand where everybody comes from. And that's part of, um, that's part of our human existence here. Like we are not just like here in our own bubble, like we are, we're exposed to everybody. And um, as souls and human bodies that are different colors, different shapes, different genders, like we have a responsibility to understand the impact that we have amongst other people and what the color of our skin means to other people because we can't ignore that it does make an impact on other people. There's no way you can ignore that it, the people who say that they can't see color, that's bullshit because you do. And those people who are darker skinned have experienced different things. And so what I want to talk about is healers and light workers, part of our experience in helping people is also in ancestral healing. We all have ancestral trauma, but people who are experiencing, seeing the same people of their same race experiencing murders happening right in front of their face, children are still experiencing these traumas. So our responsibility is to help those people overcome this. And that is through erasing demolishing, manifesting a new structure, removing the in, this very deep embedded racist systematic education system, politics, everything that is all impacting us in some way, whether no matter how spiritual you are, no matter how enlightened you are, that is affecting us. That's how we're living our lives. That's how we pay our bills. That's that's giving us different opportunities in life. So if we're ignoring those kinds of things and we're just, you know, I'm going to be, you know, ignore it. Like you can't do that. You can't. And so our responsibility today is to dive deep within ourselves. Look at where you stand. Look at how you have been able to overcome generations of trauma where people today are experiencing trauma. There's so like Brendan said, there's so many videos that you can't unwatch. You can't, once you see those things, you can't unsee them. And there's people that aren't just seeing them, they're living those experiences today. They are being traumatized today. So that ancestral healing that happens within our spiritual community that we are allowing that, I feel like I, I want to, I want to, what I want to do right now is I want to kind of ask people who are healers to offer your services to people of color, black people, indigenous people, 
your services for free to those people right now because they're the ones that need it. And it can wait. You're, you can wait to make money, but right now is not the time to profit off of people who really need it right now. And I deeply appreciate Brendan's um, waking up with Wolf in the mornings because that is transformational. Those meditations are transformational. And if I just, I think that if you have some, some resistance to giving your services free to people of color, you need to look at that. And again, we, we just existing has a ripple effect. So the work that you're doing today has a ripple effect on everyone, not just yourself, but everyone you touch. So that is so deep and in going into doing your work. And I feel like right now, I'll be honest with you guys, my racial trauma is deeply triggered and I'm crying every night. I'm maybe getting three hours of sleep because whether, no matter how much I stay off social media, I still feel the collective energy keeping me up, keeping me riled up because I'm triggered. And right now is the time to dive deep. I can't offer services to people right now. I'm trying my best. I'm, I'm holding space in 30 minutes for people <laughs> and I'm gonna try my best, but we have to do that inner work. That is where things begin. And we can't ignore 246 years of slavery that ended in 1864. And today is 2020 and we're still seeing black people getting murdered. That is not okay, just because, and, and again, I wanna just say, and when, when MLK was murdered, there were six days of riots, six days until the Civil Rights Act of 1968 passed. So you can't tell me that riots and protesting don't do anything, they do something. And, and um, I think that, you know, the Civil Rights Act made a jump but our protests and things that we're doing today, people speaking out and saying, yes, Black Lives Matter makes a difference because already, um, what's his name? Derek, the one who murdered um, George Floyd is now from third degree murder, second degree murder. And I think that holding people accountable for the, the chicken comes to roost, right? On the house, right? It's, it's karma. It's, it's this has to be reflected. It has people have to be held accountable for what they're doing, and I just I just feel so strongly that we can't just ignore these things and just think that because we're spiritual, because we're you know on this journey, that we can shy away from these hard things to see and not watch them. And, and it's admirable that you are able to look at those things. It's not easy. And I also want to just mention that it's okay for you to take time out because it's draining. It's draining. That's okay. It's okay. But you still have to show up. You still have to hold space for people because if you, like I said, there's so many things that people have already overcome with their ancestral trauma, but people of color are still experiencing it. Little kids are watching their parents die in front of them. That is trauma. This happening in 2020. So that isn't going to go away very fast. It's staying around. We have to help them, give them services if we're able to hold that space for them. So that's um, kind of what I, <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you, Julia. Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate you being here and again, just bringing your heart and your passion because that's what we need right now. Again, you know, like that's, there, there's people out there that, that are just going to be like, they're going to be, you know, whether it's indoctrinated or whether it's just them not paying attention, but you know, they need people to be like in front of them using their passion to be able to say like, you know, like this involves all of us. Like this involves every single one of us, because again, that's the only way that this is going to change. And I think again, you know, like from that, from that concept, it is a very powerful time for us to be alive within this collective shift in consciousness. You know, the coronavirus was one thing that really brought us together. And now here, this is another thing that is completely bringing us together in an unavoidable way. And I'll just say um, a little bit. And, and of course, Julie, if you want to say some more, please feel free, because I know you have to head out. And then I, I think we're passing it to Vanessa next. Um, and then um, well, the one thing I was going to say uh, real quick, because you were mentioning the generational trauma. Um, absolutely. What we are dealing with right now is something that is deeply ingrained within us. And equally so, yes, there will be things that we can do that will have an immediate impact within, you know, like the coming months and years and everything like that. But I think in a lot of ways, we also have to be able to carry this foresight of being able to think of like, you know, like, what can we do right here and now as a culture, as a collective that will literally change things an entire generation from now? And that is where, again, in a lot of cases, a lot of like the problems that we're seeing today came from people who are kind of conditioned into, you know, less than favorable circumstances as children. You know, like I, I'm not sure how many people here have seen this idea called the doll test. Um, Julia, maybe you've seen this before, but the doll test is this, uh, this experiment. They've, it's been done numerous, numerous, numerous times. And, and I was watching it yesterday. There's like footage from this, like back in the seventies and they've done it a, a bunch of different ways, but it's basically like uh, a small child, a young child, and they put two dolls in front of them, a doll that has Caucasian skin and a dog and a doll that has darker skin, black skin. And then they'll ask the child, they'll literally be like, okay, like which, which doll is the pretty doll? And they'll be like, oh, and they point to the white doll. Which doll is the nice doll? And be like, oh, they point to the, the white doll again and be like, which doll is the bad doll? And they point to the black doll. Mm -hmm. And, everything. and yeah. you know, all the, numerous questions are all kind of like pointing back to make the same point. But again, it's like, these children are a result of their environment, yes. right? So that environment is something that we are ultimately responsible for creating and changing. So again, you know, like I think right now, I think hopefully I would hope that again, you know, the message is coming through loud and clear right now for especially a lot of those youth who have been kind of like brought into this age where unfortunately racism has been a part of their everyday life. And again, you know, like, let's start leading by example. Let's start doing that work. It's very, very deeply ingrained. But I think the children at their heart are actually equally important leaders within this, you know? And, and I think we kind of have to understand that everything we are doing right now is being seen by them. That's a very, very powerful concept, even though we don't like, I don't, there's probably not too many like seven-year-olds tuning into this broadcast, but <laughs> you know, they're, they're watching the news, you know, they're watching. And hopefully yes. again, I, I, I want to, I would love to be able to like ask them, you know, like, what does it mean to you when you see these people like dancing in the street together? You know, what does it mean when you see these like black and white friends marching together and everything like that? What example does that set? So um, yeah, just keeping in mind that again, you know, yes, we're here right now time does move very quickly but let's kind of think you know like let's envision the future that we want even in just like five years from now 
and what does that require from us right now today, right? But anyways, just kind of thinking out loud, um, Julia, I'll pass it back to you. Uh, if yeah. there's anything else you just kind of want to add in, go for it. Yeah, I want to just mention, um, I wasn't into TikTok like at all. And then you were like, hey, you guys get on TikTok because you do reach a lot of people that way. Um, and I want to just also like throw out there that I see that this newer generation of kids are so with it right now. They are so with it. And it's, it's come a long way to see all these young children be able to say like, my parents are saying this and that's wrong. And people, people in my generation are not like that. They're, it's scary to go against your parents because, you know, what they say is right. You're supposed to respect your elders. And it's, it's amazing to see. I, my first, my second day on TikTok, I cried because um, I was like, well, the first day I was like, I don't know, like these kids, <laughs> I feel so old. But then my second day on TikTok, I was seeing all these kids talking about how they love their culture. And that was so beautiful because where I grew up, like you, you're supposed to be ashamed of your color and you're supposed to be more white. And, and that's, that's a difficult place to overcome. But these kids are, are showing up and they're doing do, 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 do. And then they bam, like show up in like all their like full gear of, you know, traditional clothing. And it's so beautiful to see. So I'm, I'm just, I'm hopeful for, you know, this, the kids and how they're, you know, moving a lot of the kids who are out there on the streets right now, they're all a lot of the kids, they're all a lot of kids out there. I went out last night and it was like all these young kids, they really care about this. And that's how we get things moving. We have to keep the momentum moving. And they're helping us do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Thank you. Thank you, Julia, again as well. And and um, I'll just say something real quick where, again, you know, like beyond let's imagine a world where <clears throat> riots have subsided and, you know, sh the attention's kind of shifting. I want to see a world where we're just focusing on celebrating our uniqueness, you know, like I want to hear from a kid kind of with what you were saying, telling me, like, teach me what are the things from your culture? Because I only know what I know. Right. But like I, I celebrate the the unique mandela that is you and the unique mandela that is your history because you are a voice for your history you're a voice for your lineage and everything like that and so i think that will be a powerful thing to be able to uh, allow you know create space for a future where the diversity of culture be it you know again like african-american and you know hispanic and asian and everywhere from all cultures just kind of like coming together and and that will be um I see that. I see that happening now. And, and I think, again, you know, kind of within the context of what is needed from us as healers, from us as healers, it's it's like also being able to kind of like be in that space, be in that space where we are celebrating each other, where we are showing up and we're just kind of saying like, yes, keep being you, keep being you and keep shining your light and keep creating your art and keep spreading your love because that is what the world needs. Because, again, I think in a lot of ways, we are where we are because there have been a lot of children who have grown into frustrated adults now 
who have tried expressing themselves and somebody yes. else told them, put that yes. away. No, exactly. you know, and then that's where this kind of, it's like a boiler pot. It's literally like what we're experiencing right now is literally, you know, like tension that has been building for eons and eons and eons. And so how do you kind of like resolve that tension? You know, like if you think about it, if your friend's coming in and they're frustrated and everything like that, you know, like, what do you do? You like sit down and be like, tell me, like, what are you feeling right now? Like, I'm here to listen. And then, you know, from there, like, the tension will kind of be released and then next thing you know you're talking and you're smiling and, and you're moved on to something else exactly right you so have to feel it you have to under yes yeah. exactly you have to let people express their feel exactly exactly yeah mm. and, and that's and, and again you know like that's where like i think uh, in a lot of cases what's happening right now is necessary people need to be able to kind of like release this steam release this energy and and Again, you know, like, oh man, it, it's complicated. It's complicated. And, you know, not, like, I don't want to kind of like branch too far into the discussion, and everything right now. Um, but there's a lot of healing that's even taking place again, literally within like the officers and everything like that. Yeah. Like we can't, cause like this, this is the big thing that I think is very important to be able to keep in mind, even if it's just within our heart is to literally be able to understand, at least this is my perspective. And again, people can have their own perspective on that. I totally am fine with that. But for me, you know, instead of just seeing it as this narrative of us us versus them and i'm not saying that that doesn't exist instead i think there's another narrative where we can literally see it as like there is no us versus them it is literally just us and it's not even us versus us it is just us like it is us seeing ourselves and like and and that kind of just kind of like evolves things into a different layer because that's where you kind of again allow people to be able to see the shared humanity and to be able to acknowledge the shared wounds like again like i think that's a powerful idea and i think a lot of people understand that they're like dude like these cops are like in some ways again like kind of like victims of a circumstance as well and again i'm not saying that excuses the shit that they do or anything like that but you know there, there's a like you you've seen videos where like some of the police officers they're, they're just like they're like they're actually like they're like dude like i'm on your side but like this is my job and i don't want to be here but i'm here but again even still i think we're starting to see that where you know this is a wake-up call for a lot of the police and, and it's a chance for them to be able to reflect and for them to be like you know like do i want to be a participant uh within the ongoing injustice or you know like where do i want to add my energy so i hope i hope that even though there's this initial boiling over of tension I hope that we will continue to see more of these viral videos of, you know, free hugs with cops and cops like interacting. And, and you know, like this is the this is the thing I saw, like even like last week during the early stages of the rallies um, where instead of just organizing a protest, people actually organized like a cookout barbecue potluck and invited the police officers or something like that. You know, like like how else can we sort of use our creativity to create circumstances where we're kind of, again, being able to like work as social alchemists, right? And and be able to invite the police officers into this space and everything like it's a, everyone needs to go through this process of healing right now. It's, it's, and again, like I'm still figuring it out. It's, it's complicated, but um, one day at a time, one step at a time, just keep holding that intention within our hearts. That's that I think is, you know, at the end of the day, most important taking care of ourselves. Julia, I'll pass it over to you because I know uh, if you're heading out in a second and any closing thoughts and then we'll pass it to Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you for holding space for this discussion. I feel like it's really needed during this time. And um, I feel like everybody here is like helping transform things. So thank you, everybody, for he who's here. And um, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. 
Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you as well, Julia. And for those of you looking to connect with Julia, you can check out uh, Julia on Instagram at Julia Villeu. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, that's right. Almost? Okay. <laughs> and I'll post a link for that into the uh, into the Instagram, uh, sorry, into the YouTube chat, and it'll be in the YouTube video as well. So, Julia, Perfect. thank you so much. And, thank uh, you. Yeah, and, and, and I guess um, if people want to reach out to you, they can reach out to you through there as well. Yeah. So thank Perfect. You. All right. Thank you as well, Julia. Beautiful. All right. Okay. So with that said, uh, just taking a moment, we did I, when we started the broadcast. I'm, I apologize. I didn't like go through everyone's names because we just have so many amazing people here. Um, I just want to quickly mention again. So that was Julia that we have. We also have Vanessa. We have Rachel. We have Chris. Uh, we have uh, Panda, uh, aka Jean Luc and Jean Luc's partner. Who? Sorry, I've, I'm horrible with names that I haven't said in a while. But I, I, yes, thank you everyone for being here. And Lauren and Morphic and AJ as well. So with that said, we're gonna pass it over to Vanessa. Um, and then we're gonna kind of put like a relative like cap on the conversation for, I would say maybe about like less than 90 minutes from now. Um, we're, so this will probably be like a three hour broadcast, that's okay. And uh, da, 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 da. and Julia, can you just um, mute your microphone real quick if you don't mind? Not a problem. And uh, yeah, and so from there, we're gonna just continue the conversation. I really appreciate everybody being here. For those of you on the YouTube chat, thank you for your interaction as well. We'll try and read some comments on the YouTube chat uh, after Vanessa's talking. And so again, you know, like, yes, we're talking about things that are relative to what is happening right now with the, the circumstances and the rallies and, and all of that as well. Um, at the same time, though, you know, like if we were just having this conversation on on any sort of other day, um, da, 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 sorry, okay, sorry, all right, um, yeah, if we were having this conversation on any other day, I, I would still like, uh, um, if, if we've we've had these conversations before, and, and what I'm just kind of getting to is Vanessa, just to be able to introduce her. Uh, Vanessa is uh, someone who is an uh, an equal enthusiast of free hugs, and the last time that we were like on this broadcast, I think it was a while ago. You know, we were kind of talking about how it's just like that was kind of like in the early stages of the coronavirus. And we're like, oh, well, I guess free hugs are on hold for a little bit, you know, and we were just kind of in this stage of uncertainty. Um, but Vanessa uh, and just kind of setting this up uh, has recently kind of like started to begin doing the free hugs again, you know, and we were kind of talking about that. It's like we'll know when the time is right. To, to do the free hugs again. And so Vanessa, it, it warms my heart to see you not only doing free hugs, but doing like this more like upgraded version of free hugs with like a menu to be able to meet the different needs and preferences of people. So Vanessa, thank you for joining us once again and passing the talking stick over to you. Go right ahead, Vanessa. Hi everyone. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the hug menu in a minute. Um, Really, I, uh, I know Julia left, but I just wanted to send her a virtual and a real um, full squeeze. Um, I could hear that pain. And actually, uh, today was the first day that I actually put to words where my heart is, where my head is, with all of, um, with the death of George Floyd and all the aftermath of that. And... Um, Every person that's spoken so far has um, spoken at least a piece of where I've been with this over the last 10 days or more. And um, I, today I feel, um, so I just wanna acknowledge that I feel that I'm in a very safe space. And, and some of what I'm gonna say here, I haven't said in other realms because um, I'm really scared to do so. 
And I'm scared to do so because um, I uh, feel a very strong connection to uh, looking at all of this um, uh, from, a, from a higher perspective, meaning um, if I can just look at the circumstances without judging them um, so that I can hold compassion, space, love, and honor for the universality of all of us. And that includes George Floyd, and it also includes Derek, the police officer. And it includes the three officers that stood in front of him that night. And it includes uh, the people that are looting. And it includes the people that are grieving. It includes everyone. Because if I go to my highest self, um, I, they're all me and I'm all them. We're, we're universal. That's my belief. And um, the point Brendan made is valid. You know, I, I don't live there. I do live there, literally. But I don't live there outside of myself because I, I also know that the majority of human beings believe that the physical body and the physical realm that we're all talking from right now is the reality. This is it. And they've built identities around it. You know, I think about Julia and speaking about the historic trauma and, you know, we are, if you're familiar with Don Miguel Ruiz and the four agreements, we're domesticated from pre-birth in what we're going to believe and who we're going to honor and who we're going to ostracize. And we don't have control over that. When we're kids, it's easy because we don't know to have all those biases and rights and wrongs and this person's of value and this person is not. It doesn't roll that way. We're free and um, open and available and without judgment. And it's not the people's fault that teach us. They're only teaching us what they've learned. So, you know, I, it doesn't change that in the physical realm, things are really fucked up right now, terribly. And they, they create great heaviness and pain on my heart, no doubt about it. But if I look at it from a higher perspective and see what is my role here, if I can look at healing, which I've, has happened through my hugging experiences, I've transformed my thinking of offering hugs to people because they're broken or sick or um, needing my help and I'm the one that's gonna fix them. That's a real arrogant perspective. And I, I, I understand that and I see that in myself now with loving kindness, but the higher perspective for me has become, there's nothing to fix. We just get to join and recognize one another like the mirror that we've been talking about tonight. And that's the elevation from which I now offer hugs. And so, you know, I have demonstrated, there's going to be demonstrations here in my area of the United States, which is Pennsylvania for the next um, two weekends. And I want to go and I want to hold space, whether that is um, literally standing with my hands open and just standing quietly, whether it's, uh, you know, the hug menu includes a full on hug, a hug with, um, you know, protective devices, including masks, um, saying a prayer together, doing eye gazing to, with one another, um, just standing in silence, like, uh, you know, uh, hugs are vital to human connection and human um, healing and human 
um, uh, resiliency and mental health. I mean, they're vital, but uh, there is still um, a resistance and a fear around them coming back full on. So I know that I can offer hugs to others without embracing them. And that's what I'm trying to offer and to be a presence. And to contrast me just being in that universal space of just getting to observe and not make a judgment, I also get to do. So I'm also, if I had to pick who my greatest teacher is, it, my greatest spiritual teacher is Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. And he speaks of being present, being here now, but it doesn't mean we can't take action. We can take action from a surrendered place, meaning we accept things as they are, and we then get to choose from a conscious present place. So I get to take action now. I get to educate myself. I get to have some difficult conversations or some easier conversations. And I get to acknowledge my own privilege because of the color of my skin um, without self-condemnation or judgment. But I, I at least get to acknowledge that that exists in this world. And how do we move forward? Um, I don't know what it will take. I, I do know, though, and I do believe that, um, you know, things grow from the ashes, whether it's a phoenix or a plant or, you know, volcanic ash, things grow. And um, uh, healing takes place, whether our hands are in it or we see it from a universal perspective. So I'm going to do my part. And I'm also going to hold space, and those feel like the two most essential things that I could that I could do right now. And when Brendan, I don't often do the morning meditations, but I did do one earlier this week. And when Brendan posted about this particular uh, synergy circle, I um, I felt ready because I haven't been ready to speak or um, acknowledge where I was at about George and the aftermath um, until un really until today. And um, so I, this feels like the right place to be with all of you. Um, thank you for creating this safe space. Thank you for creating it this way, Brendan. And thank you for those of you that are here that help me feel safe to bring my true self here. I, I deeply appreciate it. Beautiful. Thank you, Vanessa, so much just for being here. And it's always wonderful just to be able to listen to you and to be able to share our hearts in this way. So thank you. Thank you. And again, you know, I, I think just being able to listen on that, I, 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 I think in a lot of ways right now, again, you know, it's all of us are literally being in, in called into this space where like healing is unavoidable because all of us need healing right now. All of us are going through some form of collective trauma. If you are not experiencing some form of like ripple effect simply by being an observer of what is happening right now, if you are not some way uh, being, you know, like if you're not, if you're not, if you are not in some way feeling it, then that probably is like an echo of the fact that like there's like even like deeper things that are being left 
um, that haven't been healed yet within yourself. And, and, and this isn't like, this is me just kind of making an observation. Cause I think, you know, we almost have this natural mechanism within ourselves to constantly want to protect ourselves. And so I think in some ways when people are just kind of like turning a blind eye to this, you know, I think there's actually something deeper. I think there's something within themselves that has probably been hurt in the past or probably something within themselves that maybe they haven't fully acknowledge some kind of shadow aspect within themselves that they are scared to even admit that they are scared to carry uh that they acknowledge that they carry within them um and as a result of that they're just like you know they're kind of avoiding this and 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 again you know i hold space for for all of us and i think it's so important for us right now to just be like as understanding as possible um and to also be as understanding with ourselves as possible as well because yeah like I'm sure, and it's interesting again, you know, cause like we haven't even mentioned this during this broadcast. Like we're literally like in the full moon phase right now. Emotions are like amp, amply ripe. You know, this is a very ripe time for us to be able to, uh, like the full moon is basically like a magnifying glass for our emotions. So we have an option here. Like we have free will to just kind of be able to like continue to push things aside, to push things deep. And if that's the choice you make, that's the choice you make. If you push it away now, it's going to come up later. Like you can't run away from it forever. But for those of us who are here, I think it's worth being able to just like give ourselves a little bit of, you know, acknowledgement just in terms of the bravery that it takes simply to be able to show up to our own emotional state, simply to be able to sit with what it is that we're feeling right now and to be incredibly honest. Because I think when we allow ourselves to hear ourselves and to kind of like echo back our own thoughts to ourselves, that will give us clarity on where our next steps are as healers, you know? So again, if you're watching this right now and you're just like, I feel like this makes me feel like sick, like it makes me feel nauseous and everything right now, like good, acknowledge that because that is something that is a message that is something inside of you that is deeply reflecting a part of your soul that says, you know, like, this is not right. I do not agree with this. This is like your, your emotional kind of temperature gauge that you can, that happens all the time, right? Like it's, it's, it's human nature. It's hard to walk by. And, you know, if you're walking on the street and you see someone getting like bullied or picked on or something like that, it's almost harder to like ignore it, you know, like that it, it takes conditioning to be able to kind of like filter that out. Um, so again, you know, like I, I think this is just like deeply calling us into a very emotional watery place and, and we're moving into this place of cancer next um, with the solstice coming up like this month, this time is so ripe. Um, so let's use it to the best of our ability. And And again, and I think with that, we also have to be able to understand that you know in order for us to be good healers to the best of our ability we kind of have to play things from the perspective of the long game um pay attention if you feel like you're getting burnt out it's okay to take some time back you know like you you like i know some people are just like going in hard and and like my goodness like freaking heroes every single last one of them all of us are in our own right and everything like that but like lo and behold like they will only be able to give so much until they need to be able to step back and when they step back others need to step in right so we kind of have to be in this process where we're making sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we always kind of got like someone in some kind of place of presence for the community like even for even for myself right you know like i'm 
I've, I've had to sit time. I've had to take time to sit with myself where I'm like, what can I do? What is needed? What do I need to do? And obviously doing these broadcasts and doing the meditations is a part of it. You know, it's a part of it. But a big part of it is, again, making sure that I'm taking care of myself, making sure. And it's the simple things like, are you eating properly? Are you sleeping properly? Make sure you're still getting exercise. Like all of these things are actually incredibly beneficial to just make sure that we're capable of just showing up with some form of presence. Um, so if you feel like you need to just kind of like disconnect and rest and everything like that, that's important. Like seriously, like within the tips of wellness for what's happening right now, disconnecting from social media is actually incredibly valuable um, because it's it's actually unhealthy to constantly keep yourself in this state where you're like glued to the screen and watching riot videos and everything like that. So again, you know, um, I'll just say this real quick and then I'll pass it over to Rachel because I was talking about this on, on a live the other day where there's a lot of ways for us to show up as healers right now. And, and in some ways, I, I feel like, you know, if I could have gone back and mentioned this at the beginning of the video, I would, but I'll mention it now where, again, you know, there's a lot of different ways for us to be able to show up as healers. And yes, some of it is going to be to be a voice for, you know, for the black community, to be a voice for for what is happening right now and everything like that. At the same time, I do just want to be able to remind people that there's equal validity in being able to create content and art and things of that nature that in some ways will serve as a distraction. And I don't mean distraction in a negative way. I literally mean it in a way where it just gives us a chance to be able to put our focus on something else. You know, like that's kind of where like, like that's the value of just being able to just kind of like put on a movie and just kind of like disconnect. So, you know, for those of you don't stop making art and making content that may not be entirely related to what is happening right now. Like that's actually really, really valuable. It's really, really important because that doesn't mean that you're ignoring it. It just means you're providing another form of service and value. And the other thing I'll just say real quick is that I would encourage all of us to be able to pay attention to the narratives that we're focusing on. And I encourage all of us to focus on the narratives that are ultimately bringing us together. Um, while still acknowledging the fact that there are narratives right now that are kind of like separating us and everything like that. But again, the separation, like that's not to say like, oh, like those narratives are wrong because those narratives are again, like speaking about the injustice and they're, they're, hold, they're bringing people into a place of accountability and everything like that. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we're balancing it with both. Yes, there are narratives that are acknowledging our separation in order for us to be able to realize that we want unity. So focus on the narratives that are bringing us together is one thing that I would encourage people to do. Um, but ultimately, it's a balance. You know, each and every single one of us has a very important voice to be able to bring uh, into this space, into this social media. And again, like the the internet is literally like this digital incarnation of our collective hive mind. So what we're putting into the internet, we're putting it into the collective hive mind. It's a single drop that kind of goes into the ocean. Sorry, so it does, it does have an effect. It does have an impact. It is seen. So allow your voice to be one of, again, you know, reality, but also like hope and optimism while also inviting others to be able to know that they have a place within this story, even if that place within their story is literally just being able to help awaken the consciousness within their own heart. So, but again, I say everything within like relatively speaking. So we'll pass it over to Rachel. Rachel, thank you so much for joining in once again. And then from there, um, yeah, we'll see again. I, I just want to keep an eye on the time. And I know there's some people that we haven't heard from 
Um, but we'll see, like we may just kind of go through with everyone. And then if we have a little bit of time for just free flow discussion afterwards, we'll do that. So thank you again, everyone for joining. And again, for those of you looking to connect with Vanessa, with Vanessa, the link is in the YouTube chat and also in the video info on YouTube. So refresh it, scroll down and you'll see it there. Rachel, passing it over to you. Thank you so much for joining. Go right ahead. We switched up the order. Panda's going to go next. Panda's going to go next. Panda, thank you so much for joining. <laughs> Panda, go, going over to, to you. Go ahead, Panda. Right ahead. First, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, Rachel, for letting me skip ahead. Uh, we have not eaten. And so I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, well, as far as everything everyone said, thank all of you. You're beautiful divine reflections of source like you have so much light to offer and it's it's just been wonderful listening to all the things that people are saying that have been resonating with me and and going on inside my being um you know as a person of color what's going on in this country especially it, it definitely it hurts it, it wears on me but knowing that there are people who can hold the space and be able to allow for that healing because much like they, like, uh, like Doc said, we're all responsible for our own healing. You know, if you don't heal yourself first, you can't help anybody else. And by healing yourself, you're filling up your cup and you're allowing people to see that it can be done. You know, I always say that I can give you the toolbox and I can show you the door, but I can't open the box for you. And I can't walk you. I can't walk through the door for you. Um, something that I uh, actually feel really called to share because everything that I want to say, people have pretty much said already. So I wrote, uh, well, actually brief backstory. My sister was in the Atlanta protests a couple of days ago. She actually got arrested as a peaceful protester. Um, and as far as a little bit of our racial background, I'm black, Japanese, Hispanic, and French, and lots of other things I'm sure I don't know about. But uh, the, the uh, title of the, her post after she got out was, you know, being a peaceful protester, uh, black protester in Trump's America. And it really, her experience inspired me to write this spoken word uh, poetry that I posted on my Instagram TV that I want to share with you. Uh, hopefully it resonates with you. I don't, I'm a writer. I love to write mostly opinion pieces. I don't really do stuff like this. So be easy with me. Um, here we go. Wake up and find the humanity within in this world filled with violence and deception. Only love and compassion can purify the sin. Racism, intolerance, hate, the system left an impression. Divided we fall, misguided we live, but united we begin to create change. Let your voice be heard, no exception. The system is the problem, we are the solution. No more execution, no more persecution. The system is the problem, we are the solution. It's time society went through an evolution. The system is the problem, we are the solution. Are you ready for a revolution? Speak up, get loud, and refuse to back down. Only you can save us and take us in a new direction. Don't get caught up in the lies of a clown. It's time to plant some new ideas like Inception. Righteous anger has us burning the town, looking for a reason. Welcome to the great deception. The system is the problem, we are the solution. No more execution, no more persecution. The system is the problem, we are the solution. It's time society went through an evolution. The system is the problem, we are the solution. Are you ready for a revolution? Pull the wolf from your eyes and look within. 
sit in stillness, be present with the silence. You'll see we're much more than the color of our skin, still angry and hurt, but we can't solve it with violence. The revolution is at hand, but how does it begin? With the people united, we can end the silence. It's time for a new day, there's no doubt. Together, we are the solution. Dear brother, dear sister, stand up and speak out. Our voices united are the revolution. The system is the problem, we are the solution. No more execution, no more persecution. The system is the problem, we are the solution. It's time society went through an evolution. The system is the problem, we are the solution. Are you ready for a revolution? Yeah. That's all I got. Thank you, guys. Beautiful, awesome, Panda. And uh, Panda, did, did your partner want to go as well? And I, I apologize for not using real names here. <laughs> Alana. Is, uh, Alana, Alana, thank you. Yeah. I knew it. I just forgot it, if that makes sense. So. How's it going? Hey, Alana, thank you so much for being here as well. Go, go ahead. If there's anything else you want to add, please, by all means. Yeah, thank you for hosting. Yeah, this is just an incredibly healing space. All of you beautiful souls, you know, contributing your experience is just essential for everyone. And, you know, having this and sharing it and inviting other people and just holding that space. And, you know, we're all here to grow and learn and it is time to level up and the shift is here for a reason. And yeah, just thank you so much. And that was amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> and, and, and again, like, like, yeah, literally just, you know, like, I like the idea that literally every time that we like love each other is like moving the revolution forward, you know? So like you guys loving each other is actually an act of revolution in its own way. I, yeah. that's, what I that's what I tell my partner. I'm like, like we're changing the world just by loving each other. So it's true. Yes, it's true though. we say so. that too. Oh, beautiful. Awesome. Well, is there anything it. else? If there's anything else you guys want to add real quick before you go get some delicious food? <laughs> <laughs> um, Really just that first Thank you, Brendan, for inviting us on. Thank you for holding and sharing this space. Thank you for changing the world, man. Uh, I'm happy to be a part of this, happy to be a part of a community that really believes in the shift and believes in the change. And I'm looking forward to at some point meeting all you guys in person, sharing hugs, yeah. sharing that <laughs> love, because you know, we the shift is here. We are the leaders. We are we are the people that are going to make the difference. And we're we're showers, we show people the way yeah beautiful awesome well thank you again so much just for being here and for adding your energy super appreciated and super inspired by what you and everyone else brings to the circle so beautiful all right awesome so thank you uh, again panda alana thank you for joining and you can find the links for them on uh again on on instagram as well uh you can find panda at uh the reiki panda and uh i'm just gonna pull up alana's uh alana how do you spell your name is it a l a n n a my instagram is lonnie loves love that's what it is okay cool yep <laughs> lonnie loves love got it okay perfect that is now in the youtube links as well wonderful all right thank you again you two and uh yeah definitely will be able to connect further so awesome you guys rock Woo, yeah, thank it. you guys so much you beautiful all right so we'll, we'll get ready to pass it over to rachel in a second um there's one thing i just want to mention and, and again you know like you guys will have to forgive me. I get so caught up in the midst of just doing everything that there's some obvious stuff that I always just kind of like over forget to mention. But some of you would have seen the video that I made um, on TikTok that uh, is getting some good rounds right now. And um, 
basically it's this idea of uh, being able to compare the patterns of cymatics to understand the process of shifting from chaos to symmetry by moving through different vibrational frequencies. So this is like a visual representation and I'll just explain it for some of you who haven't seen it. For anybody else, check it out. It's on my TikTok. It will be on my, I should upload to my YouTube. But basically I'll explain this. Yeah, I've explained this in a minute. I can do it again. So cymatics is a study of patterns uh, that evolve as a result of different vibrational frequencies. If you have salt on a speaker and run sound frequencies through it, different patterns emerge. You've probably seen this. You've probably even seen it with water as well. And so what you can observe is that when it's at certain frequencies, the patterns are actually like mandalas. They're symmetrical. However, when it's between certain frequencies, when it's shifting through octaves, and octaves are like a musical scale between like I think it's like eight notes is every octave or something like that. I'm not a musician, but I can still understand the basics of it. And so when you're in one octave, it's symmetrical. However, when you're transitioning from one octave to the next octave, uh, the patterns that emerge will basically go through a form of chaos, or at least what we recognize as chaos, when actually what is happening is things are rearranging. So in where there once was symmetry, now it is like discombobulated, and that looks like really confusing, and that is where the chaos is actually birthed from. But that chaos is actually the process of being able to create new order, to be able to create like an even more complex form of a symmetry. So this was a very powerful metaphor that a lot of people have like seen this and they're like, holy crap, like this literally shifted my paradigm. Like this gave me hope. Um, where again, right now we are experiencing this state of chaos because we are literally between octaves. We are literally shifting into that new frequency. And that new frequency is again, you know, consciousness, conscious awareness, love, kindness, compassion. And it begins by us literally embodying it within ourselves. Exactly. Again, what Panda and Alana were talking about, where again, you know, like that's starting already. A lot of us have been already carrying this with us. And so as you continue to carry this, it's literally this process of like anchoring this energy anchoring this energy here and now and and that in itself is incredibly incredibly powerful and even just by you doing it with inside your own heart with inside your own house it is making a difference so i uh, just want to be able to draw that analogy to be able to kind of like see things from the bigger perspective where again you know this is necessary chaos in order to be able to bring about new harmony or I mean, what's the alternative? We just go back to things being the same and just continue sleepwalking through the dream? Like, no, we're here to wake up. And sometimes waking up is a painful process. The mere word waking in, in like literally refers to the process of death. Like the, the word wake is like something that you do once something has died. So something has to die in order for something to be reborn. And what is dying right now? That's a great question to kind of sit with, you know, it's basically this idea of what do we want to let go of, you know, and again, this is where we start looking at the things. It's like, we want to start letting go of, you know, like treating each other as if we're, you know, not equals and, you know, like just not holding each other accountable and everything like that. But yeah, it's, it's undeniably a confusing time right now, but on some levels you can almost look at it and, and I hope we'll all be able to look back on it, you know, come solstice and even winter solstice and we'll just be like wow like i'm so grateful things are where they are right now and they wouldn't be where they are unless we went through what we did and let's just kind of like hold space and make the most of it for those that have already sacrificed and continue to sacrifice so much because there is like right now what is happening 
requires sacrifice. It requires an energy exchange. And that energy exchange is something that we have to be able to acknowledge. So it's kind of like even within ourselves, what are you willing to sacrifice right now? And that sacrifice may be your convenience and your comfort, so to speak, you know? So let's kind of get outside of our comfort zone. And like, that is where the healing takes place because it's within the discomfort that the growth occurs. So um, again, just kind of painting the picture stuff I could have mentioned at the beginning, but I feel like you guys already kind of knew this already. So again, but it's always good to recap. Anyways, babbling on here, I'll pass it over to Rachel. And um, how many people do we still have here? Uh, and we also have AJ, Morphic, Chris, and Lauren. So if one of you wants to let me know who wants to go next, uh, we'll pass it over to you. And then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, again, I don't want this to be a five hour broadcast, but we'll wrap it up by at least four and a half hours. So, oh God, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's pass it over to Rachel. Rachel, go right ahead. Thank you for joining once again. Thank you for having me here again. Um, this is my third time on uh, three weeks in a row here joining in. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be here to listen to everyone's perspective. Um, I find it really beautiful that, um, as Panda mentioned, everything that's been said already is things that um, that I would also uh, have um, brought up as well but it's already been said because it's so beautiful that we're all kind of on this same frequency um, talking with our own unique perspective but uh, really talking about the same things just in our own ways and it's just so beautiful to um, to be able to touch on um, again what it means to be a healer and I'd just like to reiterate what Docs said um, when Docs was speaking about the idea that we are all healers in the sense that no one can heal anyone else. It's it's each our own responsibility to to hear to heal ourselves, um, and and our job is as people who identify as healers. And I like actually I this was a new perspective for me to think of it as showers instead of healers that we're just um, showing other people. And then uh, I believe Panda mentioned as well like giving people the tools to um, to to do what they need to do to do the work for themselves. Um, and something that I've learned in my schooling, um, I am a student right now and I do identify as a student, um, definitely in the learning phase. Um, and I plan to be in the learning phase for probably the rest of my life. Um, but uh, one of the things that, that we talk about in, uh, in a lot of my classes is motivational interviewing um, and just um, give like talking to people in a way that allows them to assess where they're at um, on their own level and to not um, put words in people's mouths to give them a platform to tell their own story about where they're at and how they're feeling. Um, and uh, I was uh, also thinking about this when um, Michael was, I believe it was Michael at the very beginning there. Um, and the, the main things involved in motivational interviewing are expressing empathy, developing uh, discrepancy, rolling with resistance and supporting self-efficacy. Um, and, and so this, the, um, like the progress through motivational interviewing would be to start with open-ended questions, um, providing affirmations for people, um, reflective listening. So repeating back what someone said to make sure that you really understand where they're at and what they're talking about so that you just have that deeper level of connection with them in a way that it's not like, oh yes, I understood what you said. It's, it's repeating it back to them so they can hear it 
from your words and, and make sure that it matches up, that you do have this con connection with them, that the communication is clear because communication is honestly, um, it can get pretty crazy um, in terms of like the disconnect we can have between our, ourselves and each other when we're communicating because we do kind of all vibe on slightly different frequencies um, and the way we learn to communicate too is not always the same. Um, so it's important to to really have that connection of understanding that what you said matches with what they were trying to say to you in the first place. Um, and then summarizing the whole process of like, oh, this is everything that that you've said to me that that we're talking about together about your healing process. Um, and I think for me, um, I started in Western medical school and now I'm studying acupuncture and oriental medicine and, and coming from that um, studying Western medicine, studying in nursing school, um, realizing that in our system, again, back to the system, the system is the problem and we are the solution um, that Panda said in his beautiful um, poem and piece of writing there, um, that the system tells us that if we go to the doctor, the doctor is going to heal us and that you're putting your power in someone else's hands to do the healing work for you. Um, and, and like, oh, if you take this medication, if you take this pill, it's going to make you all better. Um, and then switching to the perspective of Eastern medicine that I'm studying now, it's, it's not, um, you take this, it's going to make you better. It's starting with, oh, what's your diet like? What's your exercise like? What is your whole picture of your entire life like? You are a unique, human being with unique circumstances and unique um, and unique struggles in your life. Um, to quote, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, this is Ted Kapchik from the, the web that has no weaver. He's, I might paraphrase a little bit, but he says, um, there is no notion of normal in yang, only the unique challenges and possibilities of each human life. Um, and so um, like realizing that it's about imbalance. It's not about um, illness and disease and, and then health. It's, it's finding this state of balance that we all kind of fluctuate. No one is perfectly balanced. That just doesn't exist. It's uh, the fluctuation between uh, being so out of balance or coming back into a closer state of balance. And, and again, not even a perfect state of balance, but just the most balanced that we can be in our present moments in our daily lives. Um, and also I wanted to mention um, the stages of change as well, because I think the stages of change are very relevant for everything too, like even on a macro level and a micro level um, in our own daily lives, but then also taking that up to the bigger picture, the collective of what change looks like, um, that we start with this phase of pre-contemplation where we're thinking about, oh, maybe something's not right. And then we get into the stage of contemplation where we're like, yes, something is definitely not right. And then preparation and determination where you start thinking about, okay, what are the things that I might be able to do that I can do that I should do to make a change, to, to change the things that I'm not happy with about my life or even about what's going on in the world right now. Um, and then action and, and action is like probably one of the most essential pieces I think is um, taking the action to make the change. Um, and then maintenance, maintenance also super important because once you take the action, if you don't support it, then you're gonna end right back up where you started back to the pre-contemplation and contemplation and thinking about, oh, 
well, that didn't work. But you know, that's okay because the final stage is sometimes it can be termination, but usually it's relapse. Usually we do relapse back into the same daily habits and, and th patterns that, that are not aligning best with who we wish we were and who we want to be. Um, so yeah, um, that's kind of all I had to share, I guess, um, was just my stance on especially active healing that we all need to take a role in our own health. And, and it's not about placing that responsibility on anyone else, but yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel, for really just bringing it into the, the practical realms there. Absolutely. And, and again, I, I, everything that you said there is absolutely applicable to uh, the collective body, the collective society as well. And, and again, I think like that's the thing, right? Like it's like it's like how is like it's like, yeah, you know, we don't just solve this just by, you know, this this won't just go away just by after a few cops, uh, you know, get charged and everything like that. Is that going to be able to help like us kind of like, you know, work towards goals and feel better about things? Absolutely. But again, you know, the real root of the problem is, again, kind of like within our day to day being within our day to day relationship between ourselves and our community and our environment. And and I think even just that idea is really powerful. This idea of acknowledging that like relapse is actually a part of the journey um, because I think we all experience this. We literally all experience this within our own microcosm of like, you know, we've all got vices and everything like that. And every now and then, you know, it's like we've, we've kind of like balanced them. And then every now and then they pop their head back up. But why do they pop their head back up? You know, because they're teaching us because they want us to be able to continuously kind of be able to like check our balance. So life in itself is this constant kind of sway. It's this constant breath. It's this constant balance. So yeah, I really appreciate you just being able to bring in that perspective of it because I think it's incredibly valuable. So beautiful. Awesome. Was there anything else, Rachel, before we pass it over? Or just words of inspiration for all the people out there for how they can show up or anything? Um, I think presence is probably mm. the, the most important thing. Just um, like realizing where your where your thoughts are at and where your body's at. Um, Panda actually mentioned in the Zoom comments that listening to the body as well, that, that we do need to, we just need to really be able to tune into ourselves um, and understand that, um, oh, I guess I did kind of, I feel like someone else brought this up too, that um, realizing that we are all um, experiencing this hum human life, like that everyone is having, I think this might've been Vanessa's um, point actually, that we are all experiencing our own things that everyone else is this is something that actually comes up for me at work a lot too, where I'm, I'm working retail um, and customer service and having those moments where I'm thinking like, gosh, why did they just do that? Or why did that person just say that? And then thinking, oh, you know, like, I don't know what's going on in the rest of their day and being able to step back and like see things from a, a higher perspective from other people's perspective and realizing that they are just as human and, and have living just as complex a life as we are. I think there's a word for it. It might be Sonder. I think, I think there's a word for it for when you realize in, in a, any given moment that we are all living our own existence and that is just as valid and just as important as anyone else's like that everyone else is also having this beautiful human experience and, um, being open and, and and conscious of it and just your awareness of the present moment too and, and how you're feeling and um, just checking in with yourself constantly um, 
but yeah, I guess, I guess that's my closing remarks. And uh, again, so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for holding this space. And um, so excited to meet all these new people in this Zoom call today. And um, yeah, um, again, just it's, it's beautiful to, to be here and to talk to all of, all of you. And um, yeah, I, stepping out of my comfort zone to be on a broadcast too has been really magical and uh, really um, enriching for me. And again, just so much gratitude. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. And yeah, it's huge. Like thumbs up to you for, for leading the way there. And, and, it, and, it, and it's interesting, just like, just listen to you. And we're going to, we're going to pass it to AJ next as, as far as, yeah, AJ, give me a thumbs up if that's cool. Um, then we'll, we'll go from there. Um, but what I was just going to say is, is again, you know, I'm just listening to what you're saying in it. And it's just like, it's like, wait a second, like, okay, how do you heal the human body? Okay, okay, what's the process? All right, you're saying it, you know, it's like becoming self-aware, listening to our body, being able to address our needs and everything like that. And I think that is literally what we are doing right now, collectively, you know, like we are, we are listening to what is needed. We are listening to what is needed. And again, and then from there, it's like the implementation of the new habits, you know, and then it's about creating the environment that's going to support those new habits. And then it's about being able to just kind of like continue this cycle, understanding that things will sway a bit, but to be able to know that we have like the coping mechanisms to be able to like bring things back to that balance. So, um, yeah, you know, like it's it's weird. It's such a micro macrocosm thing that is happening right now. And and I think, again, just being able to have deep compassion for ourselves is so important. And I'll just say this, and I'm sure you guys have seen this as well, where you don't shame anyone into healing. That doesn't happen. That doesn't work. You know, like like they have to kind of come to their own realization, which at some points can be very blunt and very scary where they're just like, holy shift, like I don't like this within myself, you know? And I think in a lot of ways, that's kind of where we are at, um, where it's it's like, again, you know, this is, we have to look at the shadow. We have to see things, to, to see things. Um, but at the same time, just, I think, I think this word of shame kind of gets thrown around a lot uh, within the community. Um, and it's not the word that I would choose to use. And, and I feel there's, a, there's another way, there's another way to be able to do it. Call it accountability, call it compassion, call it conversation, observation. Um, but again, you know, if you, if you look at anybody who's like struggling with addiction and everything like that, you won't shame them into being able to like get out of their addiction or anything, but you can show them you can show them an alternative. So I think in a lot of ways, again, you know, like it's, it's one thing to just kind of point out the fact that there's something wrong, but it's another thing to be able to help create the path for something that is right. So I think that's in a lot of ways, again, what all of us are continuing to do. We're literally embodying, you know, this new path of, of righteousness uh, within ourselves. And, and in a lot of ways, again, you know, kind of like the, the chakra work that we do, you know, it's kind of like this it's a constant balancing process, but in order to be able to figure out what needs to be balanced, we have to sit with it. We have to sit with it and we have to listen. And I think that's what's happening right now. We're, we're really just like listening and a lot of stuff is coming up. And once we've had a chance to observe it, then from there we'll know what needs, where we need to be able to send more love. So, but yeah, anyways, just kind of echoing that. So Rachel, thanks again. Rachel, was there anything else real quick? I, I feel like, there, no, you're good. Okay, cool. All right, we're gonna pass it over to AJ. Give me a thumbs up if that's cool with you. AJ, all right, AJ, we'll pass it over to you. AJ has been involved with the Paradigm Shift community for quite some time. So AJ, go right ahead, check in, let us know any thoughts, what it means to be a healer, how you're feeling about things. Thanks for being
Oh, thank you, Brendan, and thank you. His free hug shirt. I just realized. I that. am. I am wearing. <laughs> I am wearing my free hug shirt. Um, I I, I want to thank you for providing the space to be able to have this conversation, and for all of the beautiful people that have been in on this call, from Michael to Panda to Rachel to Vanessa. I mean, just everybody. Everybody has had such a docs, such amazing input um, on what's really going on, and. And to address what's really going on, uh, we're facing a dis-ease um, of a sort. And so when we talk about what does it mean to be a healer, um, I think that the identification that there's a problem is one of the first things that we have to really address. Um, I, and you know, I, I wrote down spiritual pathway as being a vessel for spirit to guide um, and also a, a source of transmutation uh, for others and healers uh, have to be able to intuitively be able to tap into a source and and be able to teach by action um, and not just you know words but what are we really doing what are we what are we doing that's a lot how I feel that people have been led I'm going to be honest when um, this first happened uh, I had a lot of people asking me how I was doing and um, and I was I was upset about it but uh a lot of it, and I want to I want to talk to uh, the the construct of what America has been going through for quite some time, um, dealing with systematic racism and things like that. Uh, as an African American, I sat back and I looked at it as this is a terrible atrocity. It just should never happen to anybody. Um, and then I had to deal with the fact that <clears throat> this has been going on for a long time. So most of, you know, and especially me with the spiritual practice, I do a lot of meditation and a lot of things like that. Um, and I've grown and I'm still growing um, in my practice. And, you know, you learn every single day. But then as I started surfing the internet, I saw this divisiveness that was going on and it really started to bother me. Um, it really, it started, and these are from people that were on, on either end, they were, they were friends, they were other people, and it was just, I guess, saw groups of people that were being completely ripped apart by ideals, um, and everybody wanted to be justified in what they were saying. And I had to just sit back, and, and being an empath, it was not easy, because <laughs> I, feel, I feel things sometimes, and it's just like, I had to take a, I had to take a break. I had to just say, you know what, I, right now, I, I can't deal, so... But there was one one friend in particular, she said, she she wrote me and she said, AJ, what can I do? What, I really don't like that this is going on. I really, I, this doesn't sit well in my spirit. And uh, she said, uh, you know, is there anything that I can do? And I said, you know, I think one of the biggest things for people of color is just to be able to, what, what I found with the protests and things that have been going on, it hasn't been just people of color that are out there. Uh, it's everybody. It's everybody that's taking a stand and saying like, listen, this isn't right. We're, we're tired of the injustices that have been going on. And I, I applaud the Indigo children. I applaud anybody that has a voice that's ready to take action and say like, no, we're, we're tired of this. Um, and it's really the action part. Um, growing up in the South, I've dealt with a lot of, I've had to deal with racism firsthand. and. Uh, my mom, she was, bless her heart, she was the sweetest woman. She is, she is, and and I went through name calling and things like that, and 
she got me, sat me down and I come home crying and she said, let's look in a dictionary and let's look up this word and see if you identify yourself as any of these things. And I had to do that. And I said, I don't. And she said, if somebody calls you out of your name, then that's not who you are. So I had to start, what that did was get this foundation of finding who I was as a person. What characteristics do I carry um, as a human being? And, and that carried along in my spirituality to where I'm, I'm, I love people. Um, I have a passion for trying to connect. Um, and, and the healing, which has been mentioned on a lot of, and with a lot of people in this broadcast, what they've said is that it starts within yourself. Um, and me being an addict and alcoholic and being on the road to recovery as well, um, that's part of like realizing like, okay, yeah, this is, I gotta, I gotta figure out what this thing is for myself. Um, and also deal with the narratives that have been in force uh, for a long time. Um, and so it's, you know, we have to be able to start with us. And I think that, you know, Rachel really broke it down. Um, but we have to be able to have those conversations. Um, there have been some people I've, I've had conversations with today, and there's others that, you know, the door has been closed for one reason or another, and I, I would never want that. But um, we're going to get through this. This is something that there are uh, people that are feeling certain ways, and, um, and we have to be able to listen to where they're at. Uh, I, I do a lot of prayer, um, and I really, I pray because that is sort of my way of expressing what, what I'm feeling. And, and, and then I'm able to meditate and really be able to center myself in that. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this isn't the first time that we've gone through this as uh, a collective. And hopefully, you know, hopefully we can grow from this. But I know one thing is that each time we go through stages like this, we get stronger, we get a little bit better, we start loving a little bit more, we start understanding that we are all a part of the human race, we start understanding and appreciating each other for the value of just that love and compassion that we all should share with each other. And so what I hope and pray for this situation is that there's going to be a new understanding and a new awareness, and people are going to start taking action. Um, I'm in New York, so uh, I've been able to be a part of protests um, here, um, and, and in that, uh, be able to facilitate safe space within that, um, whether it be providing milk for people that are getting tear gassed. Um, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Um, but those things sort of need to happen for, for things to move along. And sometimes you need to hit a bottom before you're able to really deal with reconciliation. And I think that that's what we're dealing with now when you were talking about the vibration, when you switch, go from like another octave and there's that chaos that's sort of like involved in that. And I thought that that was a really good analogy of where we're at now. Uh, but once you get to that higher octave or higher frequency, things, it takes on a new pattern. It takes on a new pattern and, um, and beauty, beauty happens out of that. So um, I'm just blessed to be here. Thank you for sending me 
uh, this message. I want to pass the talking stick to other people, but I want to say thank you for allowing me to have this space to be able to talk about these issues and uh, just hear from other people and, and just, I really do appreciate you and love you very much and everybody that's spoken. So thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, AJ, so much. And and so um, I, I'm curious if you don't mind me just kind of like checking in because I'm not sure how many people here have act have actively like been at the protest, um, but you yourself have been there. Um, can you maybe just tell us a little bit more about that and everything, you know, like just even just like a little bit of like your experience, your energy, like how, like how is the overall energy? Because I mean, there's there's like there's different people who are kind of coming there with like different motives and everything like that. Like, what would you what would you hope to see at future rallies? Okay. So so okay. So this is the deal. I'm gonna be completely honest and and tell you exactly the way that it is. There there are people that are there for George Floyd, and they want to see the systematic racism in this country end. Then there are other people that are a part of other organizations. We're going to say uh, white nationalist movement, um, other people that are inciting sort of violence. Or And what I have seen is I'm like, okay, this isn't what you're supposed to be here for, which then leads to rioting and looting, um, which is not supposed to be the message which is supposed to be go down. Now, I say this. <clears throat> there have been a lot of debates <laughs> on Facebook and people saying, but the looting and the rioting, and I get it. I get it. I understand. I don't condone it. I don't condone it. But I also know that like there are opportunities, there are, op there are opportunists in every single community. There are people that are going to do bad things regardless. They look at it and they say, well, the police aren't doing anything right now. Like they're not really, they're not shooting. So I've been locked up in my house for three months because of the coronavirus. And now I can get out and I can create chaos and havoc and I can just go to the Rolex store and break into it and take as much as I want and, and profit off of it. That's what I'm going to do. So that's going to happen. Um, and they've tried to mandate putting down um, curfew. Like we we're on a curfew now at 8 p.m. Uh, everybody has to be inside their house or else you can either, you know, you can get arrested, basically. Um, so on top of like trying to open up the city of New York, all this other stuff has come on. The majority of the people that are out at the protest want change. And so even in that, there is always a balance. There's always those that are going to be for good, and there's going to be those that are going to do nasty things. But we have to center it in on what the issue really is. And the issue is that there needs to be a change in the way that the policing goes in this country uh, because it's gone unseen for a long time. Like it was mentioned before with the uh, Civil Rights Act that got passed in 1968 um, and also Jim Crow laws being abolished. Well, Jim Crow laws, they weren't abolished necessarily everywhere. In Florida, where I'm from, it wasn't until like the mid 70s that most places ended up opening up like for, you know, the non-colored and all that other stuff. So those people are still alive. Th those ideas and concepts, they have passed those on to their children. And I have been on the other receiving end of a lot of the, a lot of the BS, you know, do I hate them? Absolutely not. Did I grow up having to having white friends and I wasn't allowed in their house? Absolutely. 
uh, and it took years for their parents to have a change of heart because they saw the way that I was to their child. And I think that that speaks to how do things change? Well, I have to make sure that just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean that I treat you any different than I would treat myself. I don't treat you any different than I would any other human being, even though your view might not be the same as mine. Even though we might come from two different par parts of the world or we come from two different places, we, I still have to treat you with a level of respect because if I do you harm, I'm doing myself harm. And I think that we have to get back to the basis of, yes, it's right to say there are, to fight for injustice. And I think there are certain ways to do that. But I'm not going to stand in the way of when hurt people are hurt, they also hurt other people. And people react differently. Not everybody's on a spiritual level. Not everybody's at that place. Um, but my prayer is that, like, I still walk with that faith that if I do the next right thing, and if I go about this the right way, and I try to, to push the love narrative in that space, that things will change. And I, and I know they will. So I think that that's where I'm at. Um, and, uh, and there's been a lot of people that have carried sage and I'm gonna go back out with a few friends and do some protests, um, some more protesting and it's gonna be peaceful. And I'm gonna, you know, we've done some prayer vigils and done some different things. So it's been, it's been a beautiful experience and it's just great to see people coming together. So I don't want the, uh, I, I, don't want the 90% of people to get blotted out by the 10% after a certain amount of time that just go in and destroy everything. I don't want the message to be convoluted or lost that, um, you know, there are things that need to change. And, um, and most of us, we get that. So for the majority, yeah. it's, it's good. Yeah. Well, thank you, AJ. And, and um, just, just again, cause like, you know, just with what i've been seeing and everything like there's this consistent narrative that keeps on that keeps on appearing within social media where it's pre peaceful protesters are basically being like gang beaten by police officers and like this is kind of like what's happening over and over and over again and like honestly this this it's at that point where i reach a, a certain point where i'm just like I don't know how to respond to that. Like, like I wouldn't know, like, I don't know what the solution is to that other than the people who are like in control of the police officers to basically tell them an order. But obviously something within their mandates is basically saying, oh, we've got peaceful protesters, hit them with tear gas, hit them with rubber bullets. And they're instigating the violence like over and over and over again. So again, and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up because I want to just be able to take a moment here to just be able to practice kind of like looking at that shadow because like literally like through social media it's literally like video after video and even in other countries of peaceful protesters getting attacked by police officers and like and my friend who was like literally at one of the protests they were talking about this and they were just they were disgusted by it they were like talking about how the police officers it was like a game to them you know like they were like rounding up humans like cattle and they were basically, again, you know, like chasing them around. It was like it was tag and they were chasing them and they were like, you know, just like arresting them one by one and just beating the crap out of them. And it's just like this complete just like overreach of their of their power that they've been given and everything like that. And again, like it gets to that point where like 
like I, there, there's there's a rally that's coming up in in my town um this weekend and everything like that um, i'm still deciding on how exactly I'll, I'll be showing up to that and there's also like just like other things relative to like uh like social distancing we're trying to get that all involved and and relatively where i am the the protests are usually quite peaceful and everything like that but for me you know like it's it's hard for me to just kind of imagine like being in that situation and just trying to think like, what would I do? Cause it's almost like, it's like, what can you do? You know, it's like, like you see people and they're just like screaming at the police officers. They're just cursing, just like, stop, stop, stop. And I just like, my heart breaks. And that's where like, again, in this circumstance, like I'm not exactly sure what the solution is there other than just kind of like letting it run its course like, like where, where does, where is that going to go? Like, are we just going to see police, like, are they going to arrest every single protester or something like that? Like, so, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Go for it. Okay. So I, I was talking about this with a friend and there, you, okay. You can't expect lawlessness at the highest level of government and expect righteousness in the streets. Like it, this, it's really, it's getting to the point now to where the things that our leader is saying is probably if this goes on for longer it's going to get militarized when that happens i think that people are going to say that's it that we've had enough once you turn the military against the people uh, it, it's, i it's there's no telling what is going to happen because this is how wars get started <laughs> this, this is how wars get started but again but again it's you know you press a cage animal can only take so much abuse before they lash out and i and i think that as spiritual people, and this is where I can't get caught up. I cannot get caught. I can I can get upset and I can be angry, but I have to walk differently. I have to walk differently because if I get caught up in the anger and I let that fuel me, and I don't, and I don't sit back and I say, you know what, I need to, I need to be right in all aspects of the way that I model myself. Because let's just say this, if you are a peaceful protester and you get arrested, then you get arrested. That is something that you have to take. I will go down. Like, like if you want to beat me, I'm never going to lift a hand to you. Because I have to be able at the end of the day, say that I went with my approach and I went with love and that's exactly the way that I left it. You're not going to get a rise out of me to the point where I'm going to lash out of you in anger. I have to be, I have to sit with that. And so what do what do you do it's just it goes back to those civil rights marches that marches that happened in the 60s where it was that use of nonviolence and they and they were like yeah we know that we're going we're probably going to get arrested we're probably going to get uh tear gas hosed down the dogs put on us um but listen this is the deal like if there's if people are going to see love then we're going to have to these are the the things that you're going to have to endure for something to really change. And it's hard to say that. It's so hard. It's so hard because it's like, what do you do in this in this instance? You know, for um, I forgot what his name that went that did the spoken word, but when he was talking about his sister or whoever that got arrested, I was like, I there was a lot of my friends that got arrested as well. But um, and actually on the door to my apartment building, they have it to where if you get arrested, there are lawyers that you can call um that are handling cases. So it's like being in the know and like passing on that information as well to like friends of mine that are like, listen, I have resources to where if you get arrested for peaceful protesting, this is who you need to call. This is what you need to do. Um, 
so it's it's like having those resources and having those outlets and there's a lot of forums that have been able to give information but like people are definitely like networking and putting things up that's why i love new york city is because we really as a people we really try and take care of ourselves and we, we try and watch out for ourselves to the best of our ability um and it's definitely the tensions are are high um and i'm glad to see that everybody it, it's really comes down to accountability you know at the end of the day you said it before um it's really trying to be accountable um for our actions but also hold other people accountable as well and that means if there's bad policing holding those people account that means if you need to go out and vote to get other officials in there that are going to be able to make some real change then that's what you need to do go vote like get your vote out be be aware of what's going on in your community and and try to promote that change and I, i'm not trying to sound political but that's how change is made in this country it's like you gotta vote you gotta you gotta get people in that are gonna be for what the people should stand for so you know i i just you know i just try and do my best and you know i i could be arrested the next time i go out i'll leave that i'll, I'll be putting up on facebook and you'll know <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'll know but uh it is what it is i can't i'm not going to stay silent or complicit in in what's going on i think that it's a i think that it needs to be heard um but it needs to be heard in a peaceful way and we need to come to some healing in this country um and it's time for that uh and i i pray for george floyd's family and the healing in that and uh i just you know, I wish the best for everybody, but uh, it's going to take time and we're just going through a process right now. And through this process, yeah. we'll, we'll change will come. So, yeah. And, and I think that's exactly it. You know, like in some ways we're, we're so in the thick of it that it's really too hard to kind of say what will happen, but undeniably right now, like things are scary. Things are scary. And I think it's okay for us to acknowledge that. Because in a lot of ways, that scariness is kind of like us kind of like seeing the potential for where things might end up. But even within the process of observing that, you know, it's also creating the conversation of how do we make sure it doesn't go that way um, to the best of our ability. But you're, I think you're, you're absolutely right. You know, like right now, the important thing for us to be able to do is to get out a message. And that message is, our, is heard with our voice and with our bodies. So AJ, I really, really like admire again, like your bravery and all the people out there who are literally using their bodies as the message and, and it is being heard. It is being seen, even if it's not like, even like, you know, like on the collective, like consciousness level, like it's all being seen. And again, you know, like what is the solution in this? I would only hope that again, you know, the solution kind of has to be uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's a few things. It's like you either just like demantle the system and restart it or you're changing those who are in control and get them making the decision making or something like that. Or um, like, I mean, like what would like again, like this is where I would love to just be able to you're seeing this in some countries where in some countries like the police are literally like they're not instigating violence and they're literally it's almost just like a like a love parade. That's just kind of like moving through. And this is happening. And I think that in itself is incredibly powerful because, again, that's where these rallies are actually like very powerful, like networking and community events and they're cultivating hope. And and that has been happening, like like even within within Canada, there have been rallies like that within like uh, within Halifax. I know it's happened. They had like rallies with thousands and there was absolutely no violence, like none at all. So, I mean, it is possible. But again, it just breaks my heart 
um, to see the people who are showing up with these beautiful intentions, just essentially just like, you know, just completely being undermined by again, military force, just like coming in and it's hard, man. And again, like I, I, I feel the frustration of the collective world right now. And, and ultimately at the end of the day, you know, we can only control, uh, so much and, and just being able to control our, our, you know, our own well being is obviously so important. And I just send so much blessing and love out to all of those of you who are out there rallying. And even for those of you who are just supporting in the best ways you can, because undeniably, you know, sometimes we kind of shy away from saying this, but like we are at war right now. Like we are literally at war right now. And I think we have to acknowledge that because again, this is a war of like mind, body and spirit. Like, and, and, you know, even just like, and that's what I was kind of like sitting with, like even earlier in the week, you know, when I was like, like I was on the, I was like on the call with my mom and everything. And, you know, and she was like nitpicking me about like not cleaning up some stuff in my bathroom and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, mom, but I've got like a million other things on my mind right now. I'm like, we're at war right now. Like, do you realize that? Like, I need you to understand this and I need you to be able to understand that like for each and every single one of us, there's so much that is being asked of us right now. And, and again, you know, it happens with every generation. There's, there's a great quote and the quote is the only thing for the triumph of evil. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing. And so I think that in itself is, again, you know, us being called. But again, there's many different forms to be able to show up within this war. And this is kind of what I was going back to, um, even that I, I mentioned this way, way, way uh, earlier in the beginning of the broadcast, like 10 hours ago, however long. We'll get close to wrapping this up soon. There's a post that I saw earlier, and I'll just mention this real quick, and then um, let me know whoever wants to go next, but I'll pass it over to AJ uh, just before we wrap things up, and we'll get close to wrapping it up. Um, where it literally says like mapping out roles in social change uh, ecosystems. So like different roles that people can play. Um, I'm just going to read these here, but but there's like, uh, I'll share it to my Instagram story for those of you who check it out. Um, but the different roles are uh, the roles of healers is one of them, but then there's also storytellers, guides, weavers, experimenters, frontline responders, visionaries, builders, caregivers, and disruptors. And the weavers, um, and, and, and as I'm saying this, I want you to just kind of think, which ones do you resonate? Because I think some of us actually carry, we resonate with multiples of these. So weavers, I see through lines of connectivity between people, places, organizations, and movements. So again, that's kind of like finding the interconnectedness, seeing like the bigger story within things. Experimenters, I innovate, pioneer, and invent. I take risks and course correct as needed. Again, you know, those are the people who are, who are probably like at rallies, kind of like bringing a little bit of that like creative compassion to things, maybe organizing some sort of, you know, like dance movements or something like that, bringing like, you know, like signs, doing free hugs with the police, who knows, right? Frontline responders, I address community crisis by marshalling and organizing resources, networks, and messages. So again, you know, those are people who are literally like bringing the water bottles, bringing the PPE, you know, like just like being able to like, like what you were doing, like having like people helping there when they get tear gas and everything like that. Visionaries, I imagine and generate our boldest possibilities, hopes and dreams and remind us of our direction. That's what a lot of us are doing. That's, that's like definitely one that I kind of anchor with. I think it's, it's really easy for us to kind of get really into the thick of things that we kind of forget to see the bigger vision. So it's important for those of us who are capable of kind of like foreseeing in that to be able to bring that back into the narrative to remind us uh, of kind of, again, you know, kind of where the hopes are, where the dreams are. 
builders, I develop, organize, and implement ideas, practices, people, and resources in service of a collective vision. So the builders, again, those would be like the coordinators, people saying, okay, we're going to show up here and now for the rally. And they might be the ones talking at, at events and everything like that, um, helping just kind of coordinate things. Caregivers, I nurture and nourish the people around me by creating and sustaining community of care, joy, and connection. So again, like that could be like kind of like the free huggers. That can be again like the people talking to people after the rallies, talking between the rallies, hosting meditations, doing one-on-one -on -one sessions. Disruptors, I take uncomfortable and risky actions to shake up the status quo, to raise awareness and to build power. So again, like those could be the people who are kind of like getting into the face of the police and everything like that. And again, there's a time and a place for disruption. You know, there's a time and a place where, again, especially if that what you're disrupting is injustice, you know, like it's kind of like putting yourself between, uh, you know, like someone who is who is being attacked and like putting yourself between them, kind of saying, you know, enough is enough. Healers, I recognize and tend to the, to the generational and current traumas caused by oppressive systems, institutions, policies, and practices. Again, a lot of what we're talking about here, kind of holding the bigger picture, being able to understand that like there's healing that needs to take place in all of us. There's trauma that is being, that is literally within each and every single one of us. So just being able to kind of like see things through that lens of compassion. Storytellers, I craft and share our community's stories, cultures, experience, histories, and possibilities through art, music, media, and movement. Again, that's basically what a lot of us are doing as conscious creators. What is the story we are telling? And yes, there is a story where there's a lot of uncomfortable stuff that is happening right now, but let us tell the story that kind of moves us into that place of growing as a result of it and moving into something bigger guides i teach counsel and advise using my gifts of well-earned discernment and wisdom so again those who may have like been doing this for generations those who have been through rallies in the past those who just be able to to again mentor uh for those who may be new so again you know i think just the, the, that idea of just kind of understanding these different roles um again kind of like in and, and, and I'm not like trying to emphasize this idea of the like drawing parallels between ourselves and war, but um, I've always had this kind of like approach to being able to coordinate spirituality with uh, with a mindset of militarization. And what I mean by that is more so just in the coordination. And that's actually a quote, you know, there's a quote where it says like, you know, like prepare like this isn't the exact quote but it's like you know like prepare for changing the world with love in the same way you would prepare for war you know so it's basically like being able to acknowledge like the different roles that each of us have so war isn't like again it's not the emphasis on the fact that it's the war but it's the emphasis on the fact that we are being called into different roles and we and we and we need to coordinate and we need to share knowledge and we need to be able to like come together. So um, again, just honoring the fact if what I said there, if some of what you're listening to, you're probably just like, yeah, you know, like I think that's me. And, and you probably, a lot of us here probably like carry a lot of those roles as well. Um, and again, you know, I feel like there could even be more roles that extend on that where, you know, even just like the role of like listener and student or something like that, you know, the kind of the initiate, the initiate of being able to kind of like be brought into this as well. So I think there's a place for everyone kind of within this bigger story. Um, anyways, I just wanted to be able to share that, uh, AJ, I'll pass it back over to you. Uh, I, I just, cause I think you had your hand up before and if there's anything else and then we'll oh, pass no, it over to, that's it. You can pass it over. Pass it over okay. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. That's cool. All right. Okay, cool. Um, 
was Chris next? Was that was that who was next? Okay, cool. And then uh, from there, uh, Morphic, let us know if you, if, if you want to jump on as well. And then we'll just kind of chit chat just for a little bit. And then we'll get close to wrapping this up because we're, um, we're almost at the three hour mark, obviously. So um, we need to rest. But this has been a beautiful conversation and, and we'll close it off just with a little meditation once we're there. Chris, passing it over to you. Thank you so much for being here, dude. Jump right in. Wow. <laughs> So like, I don't know, I just feel like so full, like I literally filled up like three pages of my notebook with just like writing down like, you know, like different like points you know, I resonated with and stuff like that, which is why like I'm literally just like, like I want to share so much, but then at the same time, it's like so much like has already been said that like I kind of like will just be like reverberating, obviously like in my own words, like, you know, and like sharing it, like sharing my own perspective, perspective on the matter. But um, I think I wanted to, I guess, just kind of like, it, it's like really like awesome I feel like how you just kind of like we're talking about all the different roles we could play because that was kind of like what I actually wanted to kind of like lead in with like talking about myself was just kind of like you know like well first of all just kind of like stating that like you know within like um um you know within like just kind of like learning uh you know like learning to find like where my place is within all of this like I just made a post on my Instagram today just kind of like stating that like you know kind of like you know, like really like sitting, sitting with myself and kind of like thinking like, you know, how can I, I best serve people like with my gifts right now? And it was so interesting because I was kind of at this crossroads where I was like, I felt so much resistance to kind of like, um, I mean, you know, like in various ways to getting like my art out there and stuff and like setting up my art business. And it's not that like, I still don't want to do that, but it was kind of like, I, when I asked myself, like, you know, like, how can I really best serve right now? Like, it's like, it's being able to like share like these like higher perspectives and being able to like see things like from like see things from that like higher point of view sometimes and to be able to kind of like you know to play that role I guess of like being able to like help guide people because of like you know my discernment and being able to kind of like see see all of the perspectives and stuff like that and I think that like that was touched upon just multiple times tonight like you know just kind of it's, it's like you know like those who have the higher perspectives now like you know are, are ones that like you know really need to i feel like step up but also like step up in the light of like if we have the higher perspective then it's being able to see and being able to honor all perspectives and like kind of also being able to to be really sensitive with like what it is that we're communicating and stuff like that so like for example like um you know, like, it's like communicating, like, the message that there are so many different lenses to, that we can view this from, and that all of them are valid, and that, like, you know, like, th that really is, like, what it means to be, like, neutral. It's, like, you know, not to be inactive, and I feel like it's, like, that's what's so interesting, too, about, like, you know, like, the wording and stuff like that, because it's kind of, like, you know, people can be so misinterpreted when they say, like, you know, like, one thing when they're just, like, it's important to maintain neutrality right now, and then that could se seem, like, you know, to mean, like, inactivity or you know inaction but I think that like you know like what people are really trying to express like you know maybe but they're not stating it like clearly and not really clearly communicating their message like you know like what they're really trying to say is like you know to be able to hold all perspectives as being valid like you know holding space for all all of it like you know like people who are within the duality of it you know like within that 3d kind of like consciousness like you know and people who are within the, the 4d kind of like cognitive dissonance like you know where it's like maybe they like you know, like, have, like, kind of these half-truths and stuff like that, but it's kind of, like, you know, not really, like, transcending that, like, you know, and it's kind of, like, that's, like, you know, like, maybe, like, the 5D perspective, but it's, like, recognizing that we're all at, like, different points along the journey, and recognizing, yeah, that, like, it's not, like, um, that no one, that we need to, like, stop also trying to, like, 
what was brought up too that I want to touch upon too is yeah the whole idea of like shaming people and stuff like it's like there's there's a way to hold people accountable and then there's also like a way to like you know like not be like yeah like just constantly kind of like shaming people for like you know kind of like their expression and there's like definitely like a fine line between that like you know like needing to uh hold people accountable but then at the same time like you know like yeah like not like um invalidating them for how they feel like you know like allowing everyone to feel everything that's going on right now because it really is all of this like you know stuff that's bubbling up to the surface from you know the immediate like you know i think that it was yeah it was touched upon you know just people being like in quarantine for this like you know amount of time and like you know having this like you know rage within them that they want to like express in one way or another and like you know like that kind of like being like a valid uh a valid like idea or thought or you know like something that we can like resonate with that we just kind of like feel boxed up and kind of like this pent up like aggression in one way or another and maybe people don't have the right ways to kind of release that so just going back then I feel like to you know like the different roles that we can all play within this like you know it's so important for people to be holding space just for people to communicate where they feel safe to express themselves and like they can um yeah like just have like a container where like you know like they're allowed to speak their truth and not be like silenced from that and like that's really important because sometimes like you know people are afraid to just go out and like speak and say things like right on online or something like that you know like within like a larger public domain or realm but you know like when we can kind of like hold that space like in like a small sector you know people feel more comfortable doing that so it's like creating these spaces where you know we can really feel comfortable to, to do that and yeah i'm not gonna even like i feel like hold the talking stick for that much longer because i feel like you know like so much was honestly touched upon tonight and it was just like yeah so beautiful but like yeah, I think that like, um, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> oh, the other thing that I wanted to touch upon was um, the idea of like, you know, like how within like a lot of like different spiritual traditions, it's been like touched, it, it's been like emphasized that, you know, it's kind of like where humanity is kind of like um, stuck at one point or another in terms of like healing and kind of going up like, you know, the chakra system. If you're to talk about like, you know, like the throat chakra and, you know, just like, um, you know, what the balance throat chakra really means, like, you know, like, um, I was reading from this website right now, it says, like, you know, like, when the throat chakra is clear and balanced, we are good communicators speaking honestly and from the heart, and are good listeners as well. We are able to ask for what we need from others. We are able to express ourselves uniquely and creatively. Our relationships are based on truthful communication and true intimacy. And I think that, like, that whole, that last sentence, too, like, you know, truthful communication, true intimacy, it, like, touches upon that aspect, too, that it's, like, you know, the relationship that we have with ourselves too as well. And like, you know, being able to like, um, you know, like truly communicate like the feelings that we have with ourselves, and kind of like um, not getting like bogged down within like our own, like, you know, like illusion and stuff like that, which just, it, it goes into all of those ideas. Yeah, just like, you know, kind of needing to heal ourselves really before we can kind of go out and like, um, you know, spread that vibration to the rest of the world. And like, yeah, like, it, it's kind of like, yeah, that we can't really like force healing upon other people. We can really just hold space to, you know, like show them the reflection of like what we are. And like, you know, like in, in through that, you know, we can like send this ripple effect out through, you know, like the community and beyond in all of these different roles that we all are playing that, you know, are that we kind of like need to tune in with ourselves. So I think that that's kind of like the message that I feel like I wanted to like finish with is just, yeah, I feel like, I think that like something that's really important is just like coming back to that idea that like, you know, like Ram Das said, you know, like the best thing that we can do is work on ourselves, And it's like, it always, like, it's like the work always comes back down to that. Like, you know, it always, it's like, it's kind of like, 
how can I best serve right now? It's kind of like, well, like in order to best serve, I kind of need to like clear out the cobwebs and clear out all of this stuff. That's like all these blockages and stuff like that, that are kind of like getting in the way of me being like that clear channel and like conduit for spirit, you know, like, and we all have to be, we're all like being called to be communicators in one way or another, which is why it's like, you know, it's not like, it, yeah, it's it's just, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's not everyone's being called to be like the voice necessarily, but at the same time, it's like um, the place that we have within this, um, you know, unfolding that they're all very varied and different, but you know, yeah, just like coming back to that place of, of love and like, just recognizing that like you know that's what the world needs right now and it, it's a complex and complicated situation that's not going to be solved overnight too so when people are talking about the solution too and people are feeling all this unrest it's like you know like people need to take time to come back from that place of reaction and like you were saying before too about how it's like um yeah like about how it's important to do that and it's like at a certain point people are going to get tired of just kind of like you know, like being in this reactive state all the time because it's literally like unhealthy. So it's kind of like, it's interesting just to kind of see how this is going to play out in terms of like, how are people going to, um, you know, like, how is this going to come back to a state of like being able to, I mean, it's it's hard to say like if that's going to happen collectively, but it, it happens on these individual levels. It's like, you know, encouraging people to take time like out from that to just spend time in nature and realize that that's okay. And that like, you know, you shouldn't be shamed for that. Like you shouldn't be shamed for taking the time to nurture yourself and everything. So yeah, I I mean like that's honestly like uh, um, just honestly like a good amount of what I wanted to share. And I think everyone else touched upon so much stuff. Like I have so much love for everyone, you know, in this conversation and uh, yeah, I'm really grateful again for you holding this uh, beautiful space, Brendan. And I'm I, I'm really also like, yeah, like I'm so grateful too just for it because like, you know, you've inspired me to do the same now, like, you know, with, with Rachel, like, you know, we're going to be doing this, um, you know, holding like a container for this. So it's like, I'm really like, it, it makes me feel so much more fulfilled within myself. Like now that I, I like feel as though I'm providing like a, like a greater role in it. And, you know, it was like, I was feeling kind of that unfulfillment for a while of just like, you know, like of silence, of, keeping myself silent and you know not speaking about up about it but you know it's like when we can kind of like put our energy towards like you know like helping the collective it's like you know like that energy of love is just that we put out is just like you know reflected back to us and it, it's such a beautiful thing so yeah <laughs> awesome absolutely beautiful thank you thank you chris so much and uh yeah thank you and just for showing up and for uh yeah that's exciting again you know with uh what, what you and rachel got planned and, and exactly right like i think that's like that that's what that's what's needed again you know from from us as leaders like you literally said this again you know like like what do we need like the world needs more love and where does that love come from like it comes from us it comes from conduits that, like we are literally beacons of love we are messengers of love we are carriers of love it literally comes through us and as we continue to kind of work on ourselves, we can be better channels of it, better again, better beacons, better messengers, better conduits. But at the same time, I think it's important to notice that love can look in a lot of different ways. And, and I think it's also important to, to be able to acknowledge that, you know, there is such thing as fierce love, you know, sacred anger. And I think this is where, again, when I look at the rallies, when I look at the protests, I see people and they're screaming and they're chanting and everything like that. When I look at that, I'm like, that actually is love, you know? And, and I think sometimes even within the spiritual community, we sometimes, again, we, we almost shame that. We're like, stop it. Stop playing into their game. Stop, you know, that's their agenda. That's what they want and everything like that. Um, and, you know, relatively speaking, I understand what they're saying. 
But at the same time, I think it's also, uh, you know, important to know that love can be expressed in many different ways. So uh, some of us will feel called to be able to express that fierce, sacred anger, that sacred fire. Again, that's like it's like again when I think of that, you almost think of like as like a like a mother wolf, like protecting her cubs, like that fierce, you know, like get away from me. Like that, like that's love. That is like powerful love, that fire. And I think we need that, you know, we almost need that like that like Kali energy in a, in a lot of ways and and just to be able to honor that that is actually still us. And, you know, again, you know, we're, with this conversation we're having and, and I'll just say here and then uh, we'll pass it over to, to whoever's next. From some perspective and not everyone has to agree with this, but one thing that I've reflected on way before this even began was this idea of understanding that, you know, the light and the shadow are both love, so to speak, um, by being able to understand that like love, uh, as a way I explain it, love is like the circle around the yin yang and then light and shadow are still within that circle of love. And so this is again, you know, from the from the perspective of understanding that the universe, the this reality, this matrix that we are in, this womb that we are literally, this is a birthing process that is taking right now. In a lot of ways, these are literally birthing pains. It is not simply here just to make us happy, but it is literally here to evolve our consciousness. And so that is where like the shadow literally plays a role. Because again, when we understand what it is what, that we don't want, we also help get clarity on being able to understand what it is that we do want. So it's being able to understand that, you know, like there is a powerful message within the shadow. There is a powerful teacher within the shadow. And I think a lot of us have been able to kind of adapt that mentality with understanding, you know, our, through our own experiences. It's like, you know, the triggers are our teachers. We've, we've probably said that before. And so this is one giant trigger that is happening on the, within the collective body right now. And so if, if you were the collective consciousness, what would you want to be doing right now? And again, this is kind of what, with going back to what Rachel was talking about. You'd want to be able to like acknowledge the trigger, see the trigger, but then to be able to sit with it and get curious with it, to ask like, why? Like, why are you responding this way? And then to be able to send love into that while also still being able to move towards that horizon of balance and, you know, holistic, a holistic approach to this. And so I think, again, I think that is actually like the solution to what is happening right now is that we need to approach things from a holistic perspective. And that holistic perspective literally requires like everyone's participation and understanding that that like solution is literally going to happen from like the grassroots up as well as from the top down so um knowing that that is the way we can start from the grassroots we can start there and then pray to to the universe that again you know it also kind of gets met from from the top down but yeah you know it's it's a it's a very weird magical scary beautiful time that that we are in and um even without fully knowing the the agendas that are at play and everything right now i think all we can can continue to do is just continue to show up as our best and honor the fact that that is exactly what we are doing we are constantly being called into our best you know so this is again this idea of understanding that you know being a healer within a time of chaos is is also us being able to show up as more of who we are 
And again, that healer literally begins, yes, it begins with yourself, but it begins with your one-to-one -one relationships. It begins with the kindness that you share with a friend. And ultimately, you know, I encourage people to be able to continue to practice their role as a healer, again, through the art that they're creating, through the media that they are absorbing, you know, go read a book about, you know, some sort of yogi's journey and what did they learn and how can we kind of embody that wisdom here within like the, the thickness of Babylon, so to speak. And again, you know, rebirth Babylon from within going back to that, like literally the phrase skull Babylon, my username, literally symbolically that's what it means to rebirth babylon from within so um that is what is needed we need to rebirth it from within and that happens through habits that happens through patterns that happens through examples and and it happens through us being able to like show a way that is possible so let's start embodying like that new way that old way the like the old old way like the old way of like the connection of the roots and you know seeing each other as kin and let's like bring back bring that forward you know so I've said this once and I've said it again, we need to lead people and where are we leading people to? We are leading people back to their own hearts. And if that is the one thing that you can take away from this broadcast, please do, because that for me has always been such a powerful message. This idea of like, we need to be healers, be like, oh, we need to be leaders. That sounds huge. That sounds overwhelming. But where are we leading people to? We are leading people back to the wisdom of their own hearts. And so if you can just kind of like sit with that, I think understanding it, that that is the objective, it will start to kind of give you a little bit more direction on what it is, because then you will start reflecting and be like, well, how can I do that? How can I lead people back to their own heart? Oh, I can do that through my words. I can do that by me connecting with my own heart. I can do that with the art, literally, you know, like heart, art, it's in the word, right? And I can do that again, just by being able to like show up for my community in the best way that works for me. And not all of us are going to be on the front lines in the rallies and everything like that. Because again, you know, I think we need to be able to show up um, with the perspective of being able to kind of like play the long game. Um, so that's something that I'm still sitting with, you know, like I, for me, I, I reflect like if I was in the United States right now in the middle of the rallies, what would I be doing? Like, like, how would I be documenting this? Well, at the same time, like, I would want to make sure that I was not getting arrested at the same time. And that's not to say, like, again, you know, like, I, like it's, it's complicated because I'm just like, I'm like, damn, man, like, I want to be able to keep telling the story. So that means, like, I literally, there will be certain fights that I'll have to choose. I'll have to kind of pick. And you have to kind of be able to, like, navigate that within a moment's notice. But... I think it's important for all of us, whether we're on the front lines or not, just to be able to kind of like perceive things from the long game perspective, because we need we need everyone, you know, like we need you this week. We need you next week. We need you in a month from now. So start doing the work that you can do, you know, even just tonight, just by kind of embodying and incorporating these ideas and then start reflecting on how you can best help people continue to show up to be able to connect with their hearts, whether that is you putting your body on the line as a message or you kind of, you know, being able to step back, hold space, document the story, document the experience, or again, even just doing things completely separate from the rallies, organize other events within your communities, organize meditation meetups in the park, organize open-minded discussion meetings where you are. Again, this was like the genesis of what paradigm shift was all about. We've kind of shifted away from it. But it was always about being able to encourage people to create these like physical community gatherings where they are. And now with where we are at, I think, again, like that 
importance of being able to create conscious gathering, whether it be physical or digital, is so incredibly needed right now. So for each of us, you know, I, I remind you that that you are capable, you are capable of facilitating, even if you don't know exactly what that will look like. It is possible to create an event, invite people, have more of these discussions, get more of the perspectives, get more people into this kind of like heart centric perspective. So we're figuring it out as we go. And, and I just honor everybody's courage because again, you know, I know it's a very, very challenging time, but it is through these great challenges that we rise to our greatness. And I've said this before, but within our darkest nights, we learn to shine our brightest light. So that is what is happening right now, literally on a collective scale. So I invite all of us to just be able to continue to, you know, hold with you that, that energy and that archetype of a light guardian, of a light worker, a shifter, whatever you want to call yourself. I think that is, again, kind of like something that, that we can all choose to, to step into. We can all choose to carry within our heart. And it's going to look different for every single one of us. So thank you, each and every single one of you, for showing up in the ways that you do, in the unique ways that you do, because it is all equally important. So anyways, looks like we're pretty much close to the end of the broadcast and um, I'll just go around the circle one last time. I think that will actually be a pretty good place to kind of be able to wrap it up as we uh, do that. And then we'll just go into a short closing meditation. Um, we'll go around the circle one more time. Uh, thank you again, everyone, for, for joining in and for being here, for all of those of you who uh, spoke on camera, for all of those of you who have listened and, and continued to, again, kind of like take this information and ripple it out further. You know, that's why we do these broadcasts, literally sending out a signal, a vibration, something that is needed. So let's go around the circle one more time. Um, Vanessa, may I pass it to you just with any closing thoughts and reflections? So Vanessa, go right ahead. So just a couple closing thoughts. First one being um, what I've found in practice and in study is that meeting ourselves wherever we're at and being with the emotion, the physical sensation, the thought process, whatever it is, the more that we actually accept it as it is without judgment, without attack, without self-condemnation, the quicker it passes through us and transmutes into peace. And the one other thing that I just heard this week defined by a woman who has a long uh, lived experience of psychiatric disorder, um, as she describes it, um, described, uh, was telling a story about a nurse in Queens who, um, to serve people that needed injections in the community, would go out and expose himself to potentially being uh, infected with coronavirus so that he could provide medicine to people that were um, unable to get to clinics. And uh, she referred to him as being brave or courageous. And um, he described to her his feelings and emotions in doing this service to his community. And so she came to define courage or bravery as being vulnerable being hesitant or uncertain about what might happen, but being determined, you know, having a vision and wanting to follow through with it. And it was actually the most brilliant description of courage I'd ever heard because um, courage is not the absence of fear ever. So 
you know, um, we all bring our courage however we can and whenever we can, but it doesn't mean we're not uncertain. It doesn't mean uh, we're not fearful. It just means that we feel determined and we're willing to bring that vulnerability to the world. So I want to thank everyone here that is willing to be that vulnerable and appreciate, again, you honoring my vulnerability. I, I'm very grateful for that. Beautiful. Thank you, Vanessa, for your kind words. And, and absolutely, I def, definitely just echoing the wisdom in that again, you know, like this is, yeah, like, I mean, you, you said it, yeah, you know, like courage, courage is, is not the absence of fear, it's being able to like rise in the face of it. So it's okay, it's okay for us to be able to acknowledge that, yeah, like things are a little scary right now. And, and that, again, is why it's so important for us to be able to come together as community and for us to just to know that none of us are in this alone. Because I think that's when things get difficult, when, when we when we kind of disconnect ourselves and, and we kind of isolate ourselves and the thoughts start looping and everything like that. So I remind everyone now just to be able to make a note for your own well-being to check in with each other, you know, like be it through our like through this community or another community, be it through our meditations or otherwise. Um, that's incredibly, incredibly important. You know, now is a time where it's 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 let's be like as kind as we can be to to ourselves and, and to others so that we can continue to show up. Um, I don't want to just say like for this fight, but but again, I, I, I it is a fight. But at the same time, I, I like to remind ourselves that it is also a dance. It is like a dyadic cyclone that is happening right now from a higher level. This is all just like particles just continuing to kind of like swirl around and everything like that. And it's the yin and the yang. It's, 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 it's existence. It is the breath in itself and just doing our best, as Vanessa said, to be able to hold determination for, for the future that we choose to see. What we are going through right now is nothing that hasn't already been experienced in echoes throughout all of history that have created legends and stories. And I look forward to the day where, you know, in 20 years from now, I'll be able to like speak to my children and I'll be like, let me tell you about the time when me and my friends came together to be able to help like do what was needed. You know, like this is this is a very, very powerful, very, very just like beautiful, crazy time that we are in. And I think just being able to, again, invite ourselves, even in spite of the fear, to be able to still trust, to trust that whatever's happening right now is happening for for a reason, for a purpose, and that doesn't dismiss the fact that it is very ugly and it is very hurting. It brings up a lot. But again, like I said, it is necessary to be able to create a future where the unnecessary does not continue to happen. So thank you, Vanessa. And thank you again, everyone. Um, Rachel, pass it over to you. If you want to go next, go ahead, jump in. Closing thoughts thoughts based on again kind of what everyone else has been saying but just to reiterate the importance of self-care and um being responsive as opposed to reactive um and and the things that like we keep all we've all um well quite a few of uh us tonight have mentioned um seeing things on social media and um just everything that's going on and all the information that gets uh sent to us um, 
whether it's via social media or via conversations that we have with other people, but to be able to step back and realize like, okay, how does that make me feel? Um, and, and am I okay in my own body right now? Like, again, a lot of us being empaths too, um, just kind of feeling very heavy because of the collective energy right now that there is a lot of um, destruction and um, dissonance and um, just being aware of of yourself and and kind of I mean yes putting yourself first but not in a way that um, devalues anyone else so like saying like oh I need to take care of myself so that I can go out and take care of others um, and not even like do that first but continue to do that again back to the maintenance idea of things where like we are constantly in a state of maintaining our own inner balance so that we can help to uh, add to the collective state of balance versus imbalance. Um, and yeah, so the importance of just constantly checking in with yourself throughout the day and to not do anything that doesn't feel right to you. So if it doesn't feel right to you to, to go out and to be part of the protests, um, then that's maybe not your place right now. Um, so like not to feel pressured to, to go do something because everyone else is doing it. Um, and, and if it doesn't resonate with you, then then maybe your role, as you were saying, all the different roles, like to just be aware of um, what your role actually is in, in best alignment with yourself and, and what's um, going to be best for you, for your, for your physical, mental and spiritual health. Um, and to not put yourself in a position where you feel like you've just completely depleted or emptied your cup. Um, like if, if you, I mean, there is the idea like we have to hit bottom before we can fill back up again, um, but not even necessarily as far as that's concerned. I think it's important to, to constantly keep an eye on your own, like your own reserves of energy and, and to not overextend yourself um, because then that's just adding to more, um, lower vibrations uh instead of raising the vibrations like when we all deplete ourselves so much so i guess yeah just being being very aware of uh where we're at ourselves um so that we can be the most help to uh others around us and the collective and that's i guess my ending remarks um thank you so much again i'm so glad to be here um and so so much wonderful wisdom from everyone tonight it was so um, powerful to hear everyone's perspectives. Um, thank you so much for holding this space. Beautiful, awesome. Thank you, thank you again, Rachel. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll pass it over to Chris, and then I have um, a little message from Brianna that I'll share afterwards. Who uh, sends her love? She she was busy tonight being involved with supporting the rallies where she is and everything like that. She was actually like going through some training stuff um, for some rallies this weekend, from what I understand and. And again, you know, like, it's crazy, man. Like, we're, like, we're sitting here having this talk. Like, there's literally, like, rallies happening right now. Like, right now. Like, it's weird. We're almost in this state where, like, there's rallies happening 24-7 somewhere in the globe because of the different time zones and everything like that. So just sending so much love to all the people who are out there. So, Chris, we'll pass it over to you. Closing words, and then we're going to wrap this up and uh, go get some rest, and we'll call it a, call it a night. So, go yeah, so I really don't have like that much to say, but the one thing that I left out of what I was talking about before that like I wanted to honestly touch upon was the idea of, um, you know, like how 
within this climate today, like it's so easy for these like really positive and like uplifting, like, you know, like I, I say like stories and narratives, but, you know, like just like actions or, you know, different protests or, you know, they can be symbols, but it, it can be so easy for those things that are done in the light of love and, you know, like done out of like genuine love to be distorted by the media, which is literally like, you know, basically trying to hijack these narratives that are going on like right now in so many ways in the way that it's just kind of like, you know, like, so I'm going to give like an example of just like, you know, like what's happened historically, you know, like within like, I know this is like a lot of dense stuff and I'm just touching upon it briefly and I'm going to like, going to like uh, say my closing remarks, but basically just like, um, you know, like within like, um, you know, within like Nazi Germany, for example, and like how like the swastika was literally like an old like symbol for like transformation and change. And then it was like, you know, like turned into something like entirely different, like, you know, at the hands of like, you know, like a dictator. And it was like, you know, the whole idea of a new world order too. And you even talking about how like things like, you know, are within like the state of chaos and like, you know, like how it's like that in of itself, like just having a new world order, it's like that can't even be like said anymore because it implies something that is like negative, like, you know what I mean? But it's like, when you really think about the idea of like the world, like, you know, kind of like organizing in a different way, it's like, that's kind of what we want, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like to say like it through that lens or to say it like in that way is something that, you know, like would be completely like, you know, misinterpreted and misconstrued. So that's why like, I just wanted to, I guess like, I guess that goes into my point too about being like ultra sensitive and that's something I've always been like almost to my own detriment like I'm always I'm so much of a perfectionist where, you know I'm always trying to find the right words to say for everything but honestly like I think that it's so important to kind of like really like you know like fine tune like you know like our communication skills like you know during this time so that like you know like we're saying what we want to with clarity but also at the same time like seeing that you know like <laughs> seeing that like you know like a lot of the things that we can be absorbing sometimes are really just one side of the story so even if so it's like if we're just like watching things from like you know like the point of view of the news and stuff like that and we're just seeing you know all the violence and stuff like that and we're not being exposed to you know the other side of things that are going on like all of the love like that's why it's so important to be like spreading the love even though it's hard to do that and i think that that's what i wanted to stress is just that yeah it's like it's important to be like spreading like you know like the good really like all of the great things that are happening like yes it's important to shine a light on the darkness that's going on in the world but it's really important also to shine a light on the light <laughs> and all of the light that's going on in the world because there truly is a lot of that like you know that's going on and it's important so that we can balance the the act like the global narrative that's like you know being spewed out and we can actually and it's like it's really honestly it's putting it back into the people's balance of like what are people like watching and like looking at? And that's like the idea of creating new platforms that people are going to be putting their attention on. It's like, who, what has people's attention most? Is it like this narrative that's spewing out all this false information or have, has, have people like moved entirely to watching things like on YouTube and Instagram and just independent content creators. And it's like, the more that we can, I feel like shift to just kind of like getting it out of the hands of the people that are purposely distorting information and hijacking different narratives and if, if we can see it through that perspective it's like <laughs> it's great but yeah it's like you know it, it's yeah being able to like move it into the light of like um yeah just shining a light on the light and stuff like that and being able like and not just the darkness and being able to kind of like um yeah like not have the narrative just be in the hands of the people who where it's just all distorted all the time but you know like being able to um um bring attention to 
the positives and just like and stuff like that as well so yeah and then i just wanted to again just express my gratitude and love for all of you and for the space again and for everyone who spoke tonight and yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> awesome thank you chris and, and and absolutely i think i think you hit upon some some wonderful points there and, and stuff that wasn't explicitly mentioned during the broadcast but absolutely yeah like that is again kind of going back to the idea of like our roles even as conscious media creators like yeah like let's do that you know like if you see a video of like people like doing peaceful protesting and like awesome stuff or and again even just stuff that's like completely separate from the protests and everything like that like what we focus on grows right so you're right we need to be like reflectors of the light that is out there because without that people only think that what they see is what they what there is and and if the majority of what they're seeing is you know like the shadow and everything like that then that gets very doom and gloom and again that's where we like i think that's what the media wants right because that's like where we kind of like give our power away where it's like oh this is you know it's all negative and everything like that but yeah we we literally need to be ambassadors of joy and love and kindness and again this is where I, I encourage us to start getting creative with the way we're going to start using our media within these coming months and everything like that you guys have seen, you know, uh, even just like with Vanessa and myself, the way how we've been using in the past, like our conscious media to be able to promote the idea of free hugs and kindness and compassion. When we do this, it gives other people the permission to be able to do that. And, and again, you know, like I was very, very intentionally aware of like even the content that I was creating uh, for Instagram uh, with or for TikTok within this last week, where again, you know, I put out that message about the cymatics and everything. And lo and behold like thousands of people have seen that that's like a thousand little paradigm shifted and that's what we need to do we literally need to like shift like one paradigm at a time and that's and i think when we approach it that way it actually becomes much more manageable instead of being like oh you know like there's so much happening it's so overwhelming but what if it is literally just like one conversation at a time one act of kindness at a time one view at a time one social media post at a time and we start looking at it that way it really starts like you know just like ticking things off and then next thing you know like you've created this huge momentum this wave is built and we're doing it together you know so every single one of us we each have a unique audience that's going to reach a unique amount of people and now is the time for us to be able to use that you know that that place of of privilege in terms of us being able to have the attention of people to be able to plant something within their hearts that is going to grow over time into something that will inspire and empower and help them continue to be echoes of this new narrative and again this narrative of us like coming together and transforming through the shadow and evolving into something more than what we were and that is what is happening you know a great quote from one of my favorite animes um <clears throat> neon genesis evangelion is the fate of destruction is the joy of rebirth and i'm sure some of you are gonna like they're like oh geeking out talking about anime for a sec but straight up like i like when i was younger when i watched that show when i was so young and like that quote always stuck with me the fate of destruction is the joy of rebirth so yes it does not mean that destruction is joyful absolutely not but as we've seen before out of the ashes rises the phoenix so let's get optimistic and I use that word specifically, as I've talked about before, the idea of optimistic, focus on the mystic part of the optimistic. Let's kind of use that foresight to really be able to understand the patterns that are unfolding and just be able to see 
within our hearts here and now what is coming out of this what is arising from the ashes and i think it's up to us to be able to decide what that will look like and and again i think it's i think it's already happening right now so um simply by having these conversations so with that said, we're going to get into a closing meditation. I just thank everyone so much for joining and for being a part of this space and just holding in this sacred vibration and for allowing us to continue to ripple it out further beyond this. So let this let this broadcast, let this recording be a call to action for you to remind you that you do have a role to play, that you do have a, a, a you know, a purpose within this bigger story and and I invite you to take time to sit with yourself. You know, what is needed and how can you show up and and be sure to take care of yourself in the process of doing that. The message from Brianna, Brianna, who again is one of our fellow shifters, who she was tuned in earlier, but she wasn't she wasn't in the circle fully, um, said, show up to hold space for love, listen to understand, and stay solution focused. So absolutely, let's practice again. This is like it's crazy to think about. This is like one big meditation, what is happening right now. And so when we find our mind kind of like wandering into like the, the into like the parts that are just like the doom and gloom and everything like that, use our use our practice of meditation to be able to practice bringing the balance back to that focus of solution and soul solution s o u l soul solution and again that solution is something that is within our hearts. So um, approach what is happening right now. Approach it as something to be very vigilant of your own awareness of where your focus is at right now and and if you're staying up late watching like riot videos and everything like that just be aware be aware that again you know now is the time to be able to practice choosing where your focus is going to be so have it a little bit here a little bit there but ultimately make sure it is something that you are willing uh, that you are intentionally directing your focus because it is very easy for the focus for the monkey mind, for the fascinated part of our mind to just kind of like wander and to just kind of get sucked into things. So if you feel yourself kind of getting sucked into the narratives that are unfolding right now, allow yourself to disconnect and allow yourself to reconnect with your heart, with your own space, and then kind of continue to show up and make sure that you're plugging into to the narratives that are speaking of the solution as well and to see yourself as a part of that story. So beautiful. If you guys enjoy this broadcast, please feel free to drop an 1111 in the chat. Uh, we'll just do a quick little closing meditation. Before we do that, I actually want to just be able to invite everybody here. Um, speaking of solutions, tomorrow night at the time of this broadcast, June 5th, uh, we are doing a special global meditation. And this is going to be at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow night. So it's going to be a late meditation. Uh, this was not simply coordinated by me. This was actually something that was coordinated um, by several uh, TikTok creators. Uh, several of us kind of came together. So I was actually kind of invited into this. Um, though we will be hosting it through my YouTube channel, through our YouTube channel, uh, just because, again, you know, like, thank goodness I've been preparing myself to facilitate online broadcasts with all the tech know-how, knowing that this would be something incredibly valuable for the future because we need to be able to coordinate and get our message out there. Um, so there's going to be quite a few uh, TikTok creators that you'll see. And, and I think the way we're setting it up is like, we're going to be like kind of doing a little bit of a discussion first and then there's going to be like several of us leading the meditation but then i think we're also kind of opening up the zoom call so the public can join so we can have like a bunch of people on screen together uh we'll have to see how that works but nonetheless be sure to check that out and that will again be june 5th 10 p.m eastern standard time you can check out the recording for that and yeah full strawberry moon and sagittarius let's uh 
connect with that higher vision, that, that higher energy. And again, the Sag energy is a lot to do with that fire energy. So let's ignite our flame together. So uh, be sure to check that out. And of course, quick mention, if you've enjoyed this broadcast, be sure to support it in whatever way works for you. One of those ways is with a monthly contribution to the Patreon where you can sign up there and even join as a leading member and join in on future broadcasts. Uh, it is worth mentioning that partial proceeds from the Patreon are going towards like charitable services, cha like char charitable donational things. Uh, in this case, uh, the proceeds that we'll be donating next will go towards like protesters and BLM and everything like that. Uh, so stay tuned. I'll, I'll let you guys know on Patreon once that is uh, processed and, and I'll decide on where we're kind of sending it to and we can decide that uh, as a group as well. So if anybody has any suggestions on where we can send that to, uh, please feel free to let me know. So with that said, uh, thank you again, everyone, so much for joining in and especially those of you who may be here for the first time. And let's just finish this off with a very short closing meditation. So just inviting everybody to <clears throat> get nice and comfortable. And this has been a three and a half hour broadcast. My goodness, my legs are sore. <laughs> there were times like during the broadcast where I would literally just like turn off my camera just so I could like stand up and like shake my tail and stuff. So I, I hope some of you have been, yeah, make sure you stretch after this. All right, so let's move into a quick little meditation. I'm dimming the lights here for a second. All right. Just inviting everybody here. Just allow yourself to find a place where you can sit in a comfortable position. And as you listen to my voice, gently straighten up your spine, relax your face, bring awareness to your breath. As you breathe here, we're gonna go back to visualizing ourselves inside of this circle together inside of a yoga studio, or maybe you're imagining us like underneath a tree in the field, wherever is fine. Take a moment here to just look around the circle again, just seeing everyone who has been a part of the circle, but at the same time, seeing all the faces of the stories that are unfolding right now and just holding so much love in your heart as you see them and as you are seen in return. Just imagining all of us just standing up together and slowly just imagining all of us coming together for a group hug. And within this hug, I want you to be able to invite in the symbols of all of the people who are part of this story, to be able to invite in the people who are at the rallies, to be able to invite in the people of color, to be able to invite in the police officers, to be able to invite in the families. And just imagine all of us just kind of holding each other in this group hug. And as we do this, I want you to just be able to allow yourself to add a gentle sway to your body as you feel the breath of the entire hug, the entire group, just kind of become like one organism right now. And just allow yourself with your hands on your heart to just be in this space of gratitude. For a moment here, I want you to just kind of like intentionally be so present that you almost just kind of like not forget, but just kind of like all the thoughts of all the crazy stuff that's happening right now, just kind of let that just kind of drift into the background. And I want you to just be able to feel within your heart, just like this deep presence of love, as if we're all like at like a festival together and we're just kind of anchoring in the energies of the future and just feeling everyone just kind of like deeply in this space of just like seeing who we are on this soul level as we celebrate this journey that we are moving through together, this shift in consciousness. 
And so I'm going to stop talking just for a few moments and I want you to gently just physically sway your body just very gently with the rhythm of the collective breath of this group hug and just be in the space of gratitude and be nurtured and nurture others within this space. So go ahead and just do that just for a few moments. As you're in this space, I invite you to speak words from your heart to the circle, to all who are seen and heard right now. What do you wish to say to them in this moment? Just breathe gently here within this silence, the language of gratitude is spoken. Now from here, you can imagine the group hug. I want you to physically just kind of give yourself a hug right now. So just extend that hug to yourself physically and just give yourself a nice gentle squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Gently just kind of relax and we'll just do one more of those with a nice big inhale, nice big squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. On the exhale, nice big sigh. <sighs> Let's do one more just for good luck. Gentle squeeze, squeeze, squeeze on the inhale. Nice big exhale sigh. <sighs> now gently release your arms. We're slowly going to bring ourselves back to our physical body. But as we do this, start wiggling your fingers and your toes. And I want you to imagine this free, this group hug kind of gently releasing. But from here, I want you to join me in just kind of ending this broadcast with a little bit of a wolf howl, sending out some noise to all the people who are joined in. So for even those of you listening, I want you to make some wolf howl noise. And for those of you in the broadcast, go ahead, gently unmute your microphone, open your eyes, and let's finish it off with some nice wolf howls together. So for everybody here, send out some noise, make some love. One more, nice and loud. I don't want to wake my family up. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Beautiful. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. And just bring your awareness fully back to the space. You can just kind of shake your fingers, shake your hands. <sighs> Beautiful. All right. Good job, everyone. Wonderful practice. And, and thank you again so much for joining. And again, that's what this was. This was all just practice. So this is practicing having conversation practicing embodying and practicing continuing to carry this vibration with us beyond this broadcast. So thank you everyone for joining in. For those of you in the YouTube chat, for those of you on Facebook, for those of you listening to this in the future, your presence is seen, heard, and greatly appreciated. So with that said, we're going to wrap up this broadcast. And uh, yeah, if you haven't already yet, make sure you can check out the MP3s on iTunes at Paradigm Shift Radio. Make sure you're subscribed, like this video, tell your friends about it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, just thanking everyone again so much for being here. So please feel free to leave your comments of gratitude in the chat. Make sure you can join our team chat as well on Discord and uh, tune in for future broadcasts Thursdays at 8 p.m. And uh, yeah, for those of you who are extra eager, join our Friday morning meditation, which is, oh God, in like 
10 hours from now oh god I, all right okay time to go chill out and uh yeah thank you again everyone this has been a beautiful conversation and um i'm just again so so deeply grateful and, and proud proud of what it is that we are doing here together as a team so good job team all right so with that said let's just finish it off just with like a little bit more noise so for everybody here thank everybody again for joining in say good night everyone good night everyone we love you we'll see you in the future yeah all right. Thank you again, everyone. Much love. Keep it shifty. And until next time, peace and wholeness. Special thank you to Danny Leonardo, whose music is featured at the beginning and end of this broadcast. Be sure to check out more of Danny's work in the YouTube info below. Thank you, Danny.